said, oh, I see you having a good season. It'd be a shame if I... I knocked over the microphone for those listening and not watching the video. He dies. He dies. He dies. He dies. Oh, there is no one on that Broncos team that I love more right now than Vaughn Miller. That man is an absolute goddamn legend. He could come into my house and fuck my wife, and I would say thank you very much, sir. Man to man? I don't know. The mayor of New Orleans <laughs> basically came out twirling the umbrella like, fuck Drew Brees and his wife. Who would you like, rather have sex with? We would be... I'm an island boy. I, I'm a just island boy. I picture Joey now on every Sunday watching Teddy Two Gloves like that SpongeBob meme where he's like dried out with the eyes fucking like bloodshot. Like, you damn kids. What the fuck are you doing, Phil? Walk, walk. <laughs> Uh, the the what the fuck are you doing, Is Phil? Is what? Evil yeah. cackle. That was, it's going to be one of my favorite uh, Trailer Park Boys moments. And he's just like, yo, it's Philadelphia Collins got peanut butter and cheese. <laughs> yeah. what, what the fuck are you doing, Phil? <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Row one, seat one. Joey Fats Radio, right here live with the one, the only, the new Bedford Guide. Oh, what a show do we have tonight. Good golly, Miss Molly, do we have a lot to talk about. And we know we say that every week, which we do. It's not a lie, but tonight we have a whole hell of a lot more to do. Uh, first of all, coming up in about 10 minutes, uh, we're going to professional MMA fighter Connor Matthews. Uh, live on the line uh, to talk to us about uh, what he's got going on and his uh, last fight, upcoming fights, get, let you get to know him a little bit. So we're super excited for that. Always love to have guests on and uh, talk to people, especially, you know, professionals in their in their field. Never yeah. hurts. Uh, so we'll have him on in about 10 minutes. And then, of course, we've got the absolute most insane day in NFL offseason history. Is it? I mean, we had Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson just make monumental announcements today. Well, Ru- Russell Wilson was, you know, it was a monumental he move. He couldn't make an announcement. It was a monumental move. Aaron Rodgers made the monumental announcement. And, and monumental both, pile of cash. The only <laughs> thing I will rack on you right now for is that Sierra will control your life. You have to Now you have to ban future like we Bro, talked about in the past. Dude. <laughs> no, this isn't a joke. I never want to hear future in this house ever, or from you. I don't. I don't think I. I don't know who future is. I, I don't give a shit. Really? Oh, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. I don't know who future is. Good. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. Fuck it. Mask off. Yeah. Isn't that that was the song where uh, Rick and Morty when he's yeah, with yeah, the dragon, yeah, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nope. You can't. <laughs> you can't watch anything with future. That's a, that's a fact. And then you have to listen to every CD Sierra has ever made. <laughs> Bro, I, I'll get down with Sierra. What's that like two? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many. Zero's in the house. Russell Wilson yeah. is my quarterback. Zero <laughs> in the house. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Little fat man scoop action kid. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. So uh, you, you have to join TikTok and do all those videos and dances now. What am I? Fucking Mahomes? <laughs> I didn't say Jackson. Well, whatever. I don't know. You can't, I, I, you do the Sierra listen, dances. I don't care. All I know is that the Denver Broncos are finally relevant after seven long, painful years in which we saw the best quarterback under center was far and away Trevor Simeon at this point. I mean, that's the best quarterback we've had. The second best being Drew Locke. And then, you know, King Case, Joe Flacco, 
uh, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, Brock Osweiler <laughs> Dude, who came back. Shit. Remember, Brock Osweiler came back. He left and came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we we'll get into that. We'll get into Aaron Rodgers. We'll get into everything. We'll give you uh, an NFL free agent preview because remember, legal tampering starts on Monday, which means free agent starts. Free agency starts on Monday. It's not Saturday. I mean, it really starts like it's already started. It's already happening. It's already happening. Right and now, that's how the Patriots know they lost their guy already. They're like, <laughs> like someone offered him like forty million dollars at guaranteed. And but we'll get into that. We will talk about Calvin Ridley. Uh, we will. I'm going to do a little self-deprecation tonight as well. We're going to rip on the Lakers a little bit um, and Westbrook. Westbrook. Uh, we will get into uh, disgracing my family. Disgracing families. Uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit. Showed up. <laughs> that's that's Showed up. Um, You know, uh, Amazon making moves, hiring Kirk Herbstreet. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of combines and results from that, which were flat out. Um, ridiculous. We were just talking about it before the show. Yeah. Of course, the Calvin Ridley stuff, um, which is just earth-shatteringly, mind-numbingly stupid. Unfair. Um, is it, though? I don't know. We'll get into it in a little bit. Um, but uh, we'll get into, the, you know, the, the one thing I do want to talk about, too, as, as we go through the show tonight, and we will get into a little bit of baseball as well, because... Uh, What's that? Seems like another... <laughs> who? Never heard of her. Uh, it seems like there is a... A, another week of the MLB season will be coming off of the books um, because Rob Manfred is the worst commissioner in all of sports. He's so happy. What is the deal with that whole thing? I have no idea. All I know is they locked out because they can't come to an agreement over money. Yes. Over tens of millions of dollars. That's it? Sean and, I have a, That's... Sean and I have a theory that Rob Manfred didn't want to be the commissioner of baseball, so he's been trying. So he's been trying to get himself fired for yeah, the last yeah. ten years. Like Mr. Garrison, and, and yeah, Tom and Park. they just won't fire him. And they're like, "No, no, you're doing this job. You're gonna yeah. take this twenty million dollars." Who's a year. being selfish? Both, both. Oh, really? Neither yeah. one's willing to concede anything. So I'm glad you asked that because last week I did the math because I always compare everything to the NFL. NFL beats everything. Mm-hmm. I compared how much the MLB made to the NFL in the same time frame, and it's not that much different per team. You're talking about a hundred million per team over the course of five years. I'm sorry, hundred million over five years, five hundred million. Okay. So each half a billion dollars. Each nothing right. to spit at, but I yes. know. But each MLB team over five years has made five hundred million less than their counterpart in the NFL. That's it. Right. They've still made billions of dollars. Right. 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 Okay. Cool. And they're crying poor. Oh. <laughs> well, they're gonna be poor. And then, and then I'm sorry, but I kind of, I'm somewhere in the middle. I think I'm somewhere where. MLB needs a salary cap, and they also need a floor, and that teams need to start doing more. And I think some players get paid way too much money. But guys, but guys, didn't you hear they got rid of the shift? I was all's, just about to say all's, something all's about All's well that. and good. Wait, so they did get rid of that. They, yeah, MLB uh, is uh, well. It's part it. of it's I part of one of the newer. Crying about that, like that's it's no horrible. Longer baseball, like that's horrible. What? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't it's know. it's, it's kind of ridiculous. If, if I put a shift on you, and I'm like, he's guaranteed going to hit it to right field. And you hit it to left, you're like, and they're like, "Up, oh, we're fucked." That's baseball, though. They're taught. They're saying you definitely can't hit the ball this way. And the guy's like, "Yeah, you're right. I can't do it." <laughs> and now you're catering to that person. And then he doesn't, and he just hits right into the shift. Yeah, and, and, and then, it's an easy out. And then like, uh, former former players are coming out and just being like, "Just ban changeups now." It's not fair that guys throw off speed pitches at me. Throw, just ban changeups. Yeah, right. Yep. Just let's go underhand right down. That the makes middle. no sense to me. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It was it was borderline offensive. Yeah. But there is just so much as as Joey does uh, his thing on his side. There's just so much to cover today. We have Aaron Rodgers, who I am 
just disgusted with on so many levels. Green Bay as an organization, pussies. I'm sorry. Anybody that's listening out there, your kids are listening, I'm sorry. Flat out, Green Bay, no balls as an organization. They catered to this man's every single need. We have Russell Wilson basically going from one team, which no one cares about him, and they didn't really care of mind to trade him. They actually said, we're fine with him wanting to trade, and we were, we were willing to uh, get rid of him. Goes to a great situation in Denver, loses no offensive pieces around him. Right. And then what else do we have that happened today? It feels like everything happened today. Yeah, it kind of just exploded all of a sudden. Joey hit me up, and he tells me that A-Rod accepted a deal, and he's all pissed off, and then all of a sudden he's – I think he was on his way home after he got done building the bench, and he's freaking out because they got Russ, and I'm like – Damn, that happened fast. I'm like, I I knew like the Broncos were you know, you know ahead of everybody in terms of like really going and like gunning after a quarterback and having like the cap to do it. But I didn't know it was just gonna like come right off like that. Yeah, it was all. We'll get to this later though. Yeah, we will. Yeah. We will. But uh, right now we want to go live to the phone line. We have a professional MMA fighter. One of our own from the Northeast, Connor Matthews, undefeated 5-0 and Connor Matthews, joining us right here live on Row 1 Seat 1, Joey Fats Radio. Connor, how you doing tonight? Doing great, man. Just uh, just got done training, already back in the gym. Not too much to celebrate after that. I got to get back at it. At a boy. Hey, congrats. For those who don't know, Connor, you you had won this past Friday night, correct? Yes, I have. Yes, and, I did. and that was at Tiverton Casino? Oh, no, not Tiverton. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm confusing my casinos. Twin Rivers. It's Twin Rivers. Uh, Lincoln. Yeah, Twin Rivers. Lincoln. Lincoln Rhode Island. Thank you. Yep. Too, too many casinos in the area now. Oh, like you, know what, you know what's funny? Uh, one of my buddies was uh, at work was there the night you were fighting, and uh, and yeah. he was he was uh, he was amazed at the amount of talent um, in the crowd. Uh, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, the female yeah. talent was there. He <laughs> said it was outstanding. Doing all right. Do you uh, do you notice that Connor when you go out to these fights? Do you do you, uh, do, you do you look ever look like give yourself a minute to like look out in the crowd and just be like, wow. No, all right. <laughs> I, I generally have pretty much tunnel vision when I'm going in to get ready for the fight. I mean, there was a big crowd there, big showing, um, but no, I, I wasn't really paying attention to the crowd. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I would expect not, but I, you know, just wanted. To, sometimes, you know, you have like one of those like Joe Montana moments where they're like, "Oh, look, it's John Candy, like in the stands." You know? <laughs> yeah, that's you what know? he's focusing. Yeah, he's like, he's like, <laughs> right. he's like, look, it's Emerald Lagasse. So, uh, so Connor, tell us. Um, so you're from, uh, you're originally from Fall River, correct? Yep, I was born in Fall River. Actually, I grew up uh, mostly in, a t- in Freetown, which is right outside of Fall River. Yep, yep. small yeah. town. Right up the street from us. Yeah, yep. it's right down yep. the street from this guy's house. Where are you guys? Where are you guys from? We're out. We're so we're out of New Bedford. Awesome. Born and yep. raised in New Bedford, me. Sean was born and raised in New Bedford. Paul, uh, Paul and I were Dartmouth kids, so yep. we had that going for us. Um, how did you? Uh, how did you initially discover MMA? How was it? Did was this something you were always interested in, or is this kind of something like you just found out and realized you had a knack for? So, um, actually, I was, I was, I did martial arts my entire life, but my original sport that I wanted to be a professional in was hockey. I was a hockey player. Nice. So. Uh, so I played all the way through high school. I played juniors, and um, my senior year, when I, you know, I was getting ready to go to college, I got an injury where I blew up my shoulder, and I kind of missed all the tryouts and all that kind of thing. So um, I, I, what I did, uh, whenever I had trouble in my life, I kind of go back to martial arts to give me something to do. You know what I mean? To deal with my anger and frustration, and I kind of just fell in love with the sport. Took my first MMA fight uh, a couple months after I graduated high school, and the rest is history. Okay, so you've been at this for a while then. Oh, yeah. I, I, I took six years off um, when I joined the military. I was in uh, special operations in the Air Force. I was a combat controller. 
So um, I did six years off. I trained a little bit, but, you know, I was busy with my job, deployed to Afghanistan, and just the training was really intense for that. So, um, but anyways, yeah, after that, I came back to the sport, and that's when I decided to go professional. Hey, that's badass. So let me tell you, let me ask you. So you went to the military. You were gone for six years, is that what you just said? Yep. Okay, six years, you could go through all that training. What's what's worse, that training or what you do now for MMA training? Oh, that, that training is way worse. They're taking, <laughs> away, <laughs> they're taking away your sleep. They're, you know, you're not eating sometimes. Um, it's just grueling, you know what I mean? Uh, now I train as an athlete, and it's just totally different. Like, as an athlete, you get you get good sleep. You're always, like, eating food. You're fueled. Uh, it's just a totally different ballgame. The special operations training was a really, really, especially as a combat controller, is really, really hard. They're drowning you in the pool. They're uh, making you rock for miles, running. It, it was really intense. Oh, I, I'd be dead ass. I'd straight up be dead. They, they drive me to pool, I'd sink right to the bottom. I'd be like, you won. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't join. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, a different breed, man. Well, first of all, thank you for your service. Yeah, that's um, wonderful. We, all, uh, thank you. we all super appreciate that. Uh, what was your uh, what, so what was your go to martial art um, when you were in high school as a kid or, or what was it what was it? I mean I know a lot of guys you know it seems like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is is kind of the big thing now is that is that where you started or were you, were you did you specialize in something else first? So I actually started off in like traditional tempo that was my original martial art and then in high school the UFC kind of came out and that's when I found actually unlike most people who start Jiu Jitsu and they get into MMA I started MMA and then got it to jiu-jitsu so i just started straight mma and then i kind of ventured off from there got my boxing skills i got my jiu-jitsu my muay thai my american kickboxing judo and i kind of branched off from there Jesus do you Christ. have uh do you have any one uh discipline that's that you find more that you favor more than others i would say i am more of a striker kind of because because that traditionals when i was a kid but um I mean, I, I I love it all, man. MMA is MMA to me. It's all different, just like, you know, it's all fighting at the end of the day. But I, I would say I'm better at my stand-up. That's, what, that's my, like, where I'm better than everybody else. So, like, another Connor that everyone may know is, is, a, better, <laughs> is a better stander. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, that's the exciting stance. Everybody wants to see the guy, you know, everyone wants to see the Chuck Liddell's and, you know, everybody standing up and, and striking like that. You know what I mean? That's the more exciting style, if you ask me. I like that better. 100%. So, so Connor, you just you just admitted you're 5-0, and for those who don't know, undefeated. Um, where do you want to be? I mean, is the ultimate goal ultimate fighting? Do you want to stay locally? Like, like what do you want to do? What's your goal? Um, it's the UFC. That that's that's my goal, man. Ever since I got out of the military, my my life goal has been getting myself to the UFC. So obviously, I had a little late start. And I'm I'm turning 29. Oh, actually, I am 29 this year. Happy so a little birthday. bit playing a little bit of catch up right now. But uh, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to make it to the UFC, and and, and I want to stay in the UFC. I want to okay. be there for a while. Okay. So let's say you you go the traditional route. Let's not. I don't even know if they do even the UFC house thing on Spike TV, whatever the hell channel that was anymore. I don't yep. know if they even do that anymore. Yeah. Let's say let's say UFC reaches out to you. It's not Dana. It's whoever the independent guy reaches out to. They said you get you get a fight. Who is your number one person you want to go fight right now that's still active? Oh, you know what? Let's take active off the table. If you could fight anyone ever in any generation in their prime against your prime, who do you want to fight and why? Um, I want to fight Sean O'Malley. I, he's a one weight class below me, but I feel like he's a big in that weight class, and he'll eventually have to be a 45er. Um, really? He's I below you in weight class? He, he yeah, seems he is. He's much tall, bigger. Kid. Yeah, I know. He's, he actually he fought my friend, um, actually from Ball River, Chris Martino. I don't know if you guys saw that fight. That's, yes, we did. I, I was actually yeah. I was actually going to ask you if you knew that kid. We give that kid a lot oh, of goddamn yes, credit. That was one of that was one of the most just as a quick sidebar. I mean, that was one of the most amazing fights I've ever seen. 
That kid Mutino has one hell of a fucking chin on him. Like, <laughs> Very, Jesus yeah, Christ, Chris, dude. <laughs> Chris is tough, man. In the gym every single day. He's actually fighting this weekend, so shout out to Chris. He'll be fighting, um, yeah, it's this Saturday. But uh, toughest kid I know, and he's got good hands, and um, he's going to be a lot better for this fight coming up. But anyways, actually, I've had two of my training partners fight him, and I think I see a little bit of payback. I want to take that kid out. I like nice. it. I like. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Dude, uh, Sean's a Sean's a tough fight. I was say he's a good. He's oh, a yeah. he's a really good fighter. If I, I I mean so just you know full disclosure, Connor. Um, I am a complete noob when it comes to MMA. Like I don't know much about the sport other than you know the big, big names and the big fighters yeah, and things sure. like that. So yeah. I, I don't. I, so this is actually this is very exciting for me because I like talking to people about <laughs> stuff I don't know. I like asking good questions. I mean, so if I if I come off as sounding like a like a total dipshit, um, it's because I am um, <laughs> completely ignorant to a lot of this stuff. But uh, you know, I just I know basically you know I know your basics. But uh, what does it take for you to like? How do you get to fighting Sean O'Malley? Do you have to qualify to get to him? Like, is there a tournament type thing? Yeah, like, that is was it, kind of my you know, is this like a Shao, yeah, like is well, like Shaolin or something there, or Shao Kong? Or it's not Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, it's not. So unlike there is there is promotions like the PFL, which do like tournament style, and um, but the UFC doesn't work like that. UFC they have matchmakers that you know work for the league, and they and they kind of just match you up. And it's really, it really depending on what's going on. So, like, um, say Chris Mantino, he he was fighting in the same local leagues I am, and just got a, you know, right time, right place. They needed somebody fast, and he was ready. And they just asked him if he could come up and fight Sean O'Malley. So it's really, you know, you never know. It could be, it could be, you know, there's fights that make sense that lead, you know, people that are, that are easy to promote. And then it's just random fights that they set up. So you never know. You just got to be ready to go at all times. Right. So you could just get called up to the big leagues at any moment. Exactly. Now, would you just, <clears throat> would they end up calling you up, like, say, like, you got the call, like, your buddy gets his first round up. It wouldn't be somebody like an Aldo or, like, a Holloway or somebody like that. Would it be more of, like, a lower-ranked guy, or does yeah, it not I matter? Ideally, when you first and you go, um, for me, I'm going to get somebody else that's like similar level to me, you know, maybe just break it in, maybe has one fight in the UFC or um, or maybe a guy on his way out, you know, so maybe a guy who used to be in the UFC did good and now he's got two or three losses and they're kind of trying to see if he should be in and out and then they probably match me up against somebody like that. So you know, it, it's just kind of depending on what it's going on, but that's ideally, you know. Um, I guess somebody who I don't really care. I just want anybody to be honest. At this yeah, you point, just want to be in the uh, ring fight. You just want to be able exactly. to show what you can do against exactly. you know. And, and if it's a quality competitor, right? You don't care. You know, you no. know, like you said, you got to stay ready all the time. Does that ever exactly. like? Does that ever stress you out at all? Like where you're like, you're you're constantly at the ready, or do you, do you kind of can you kind of like credit your military training to to that mentality? Where like, you know, you know, to to prepare for uh, you know to to ensure peace is to prepare for war kind of thing like yeah. <laughs> honestly so it's like yeah i think i think it's because my military career and what i did before it's it's kind of easy for me now like my, now the way i celebrate is like maybe after a fight eat some bad food and pizza and like, like when i was in the military going out partying with my friends and stuff i'm kind of like, you know i'm kind of getting older and much more mature now so it's easy for me i i, I get the highs from fighting and winning and then i i'll take a week off of training after but then i'm just right back at it like I didn't even take a full week off this week. Jesus Christ! So. I, I I love that grind, dude. That's uh, good for you, man. Because full time job. I know, like like do, me, like I go to the gym. I have one good session, and I'm like, all right, five guys, let's do this. Like, <laughs> I love five guys, dude. dude so seriously, I've had it like twice in the last like six days. <laughs> hey, 
so that that's my thing now. It's like I, I get myself back with just food, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I spoil myself with some yeah, five guys or steak and cheese or something like that. So. But 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 shouldn't that like kind of like equal out though? Like I understand like it's like your cheat meal and you get ready for it, but like you just gave yourself a massive calorie deficit training up to this fight. Your calorie deficit during the fight must be extreme. Like even after you, yeah. you have that fight and you eat all that, your body's like, shit, okay, I'm still dehydrated I and, and I need yeah, yeah it needs um, more. Like don't don't you eat for like that for days like in a row after that to kind of like recover? Uh, absolutely. So like I fight at 145, but I walk around at like 65 or even higher. So. Like when I'm like the week after I after I weigh in, I swear to God, it's like I, I can't stop myself from eating. All I want to do, like I can't fill myself up no matter what I do. I'm just slamming. Like I just always have the urge. But you got to watch out because you can continue and just get too fast. So I got to. I, I know. Put, I know the feeling. Tap on it eventually. <laughs> right. Right. So, so wait. You just said you walk around 165. Yep. You fight at 145. Yep. When do you cut that twenty pounds? A week, two weeks, three weeks before? Like, like when's that time frame before? So I ten days. So t- I, I like a ten days of, of dieting. And that's how I make forty five. So that takes like you know a week and a half. Um, and as my meals get smaller as I get closer to the fight, and I do this thing called water loading, which helps me. You know, um, cut, when I do cut the water, you like you flush all the water out of your system. Fucking hop in the sauna, and you know that's it. You just get that you get that Gandhi lean look to you. You are just like oh, hella, yeah. hella vascular, and you're like, oh man, I should maybe I should get on stage at the Olympia. Like, <laughs> you gotta cut everything. Yeah, it's uh, well, making the weight. So like, as soon as you weigh in, like, is there like a grace period? Like, do you have to wait? Like, you weigh in, and then like, do you have to maintain that weight for like a day or something, or can you just start like pounding cheeseburgers right after that? <laughs> well, you don't want to pound cheeseburger. You want to put like good stuff in you, but. Um... Yeah, I make the weigh-in. I have like 24 hours, so usually I do like a weigh-in like 11:30 on like the day before, and I don't fight until like 8 o'clock the next night. Yeah. So like I have over 24 hours actually to put in all that size. So when I step into the cage, I'm like back to 165 pounds. Wow. Fuck oh, really? No kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's crazy, dude. You're cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's just the way it is. So the way it is. I, it's that's... crazy how you can manipulate your body like that in such a short it's amount insane. of time. You know how long I mean? did it take you to like dial that in? Because like, I mean, I've been a, like, I've been a gym rat now, you know, for the last twenty years, and I've you know followed bodybuilding and stuff like that. Not that I've ever gotten anywhere close to like being like that elite at it, but like, you know, like how do you like? I mean, I know like for me. Like, I know if I got to lose, like, 20 pounds, I know what I have to do. That's taking me eight yeah. months. But, like, but to, but to, <laughs> <laughs> I know how to do it without doing that either, without quitting that. Uh, but, no, but, like, how do you know, like, do you have, like, a dietitian? Do you have a team of people that, like, help you? Like, or is this all stuff yeah, you've just I, been self-taught? I got, a new, I got a nutritionist. So, I, I went, once I went professional, um, I used to fight at 55 as an amateur. And then as a pro, I wanted, you know, have compete with better guys. And the 55ers were just too big. So I, I got a nutritionist. And, yeah, we got it dialed in from that. She, she writes out my plan. So I'll tell her what I'm doing for training for the day so she knows how many calories I'm going to be burning. And then um, she, know, she just writes a plan for me for the day. And then I follow that for, like, the last 10 days of my camp. Okay. You, you said something very interesting just there. You know how many calories you're burning per day. What's that number? Yep. Dude, so um, I have a whoop. You know, I don't know if you guys know what that is. Like a thing you wear on your wrist that tells you. Well, you I, some days I'm burning like 4,500 calories. Did you say a whoop? A whoop, yeah, W O O P. It's like a. Huh. Um, I have like no a heard thing of this. that goes on your it goes on your goes on your wrist. Is it like a Fitbit type thing? Like, 
Exactly. Okay. Except it has no watch on it. It's just it's just literally just just, just there to like, the information. Yeah. I really gotcha. thought he was fucking with me, give me like something like Ryan from the office, like woof. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what he said. And I was no, like, I, well, I kind of picked it up. I'm like, oh, I bet it's like one of those like Garmin, like you know, like it's like my Apple Watch, but yeah, it's yeah. only the uh, fitness. App. So forty five, exactly. so forty five hundred a day, you're burning. What the shit? Yeah. So that's. Damn, I wish. <laughs> I, I mean, how like do you have do you struggle keeping weight on at times? Um, when I'm in camp. Like obviously I'm trying to lose camp, but when I'm not, if I if we say it's like I'm just training normally, nah, I eat a lot of food. Because <laughs> I remember, like I've gotten so like I've gone through some bulks in my day, and yeah. I mean they were ridiculous. They were not like really functional bulks. It was just like I want to see how big I can get, and yeah. uh, and I did, and like I just got sick and fucking tired of eating. <laughs> like I hate hate eating, like force feeding myself to do it. Yeah. Do you, do you ever do you ever struggle with that too, or is it like there are just some days where you're just like. Bro, I just want to have some grapes and some Cheez-Its and call it a day. And then you're looking <laughs> no, at, like, this man. huge table of food, and you're like, fuck, I can eat all that. I, I always have an appetite, man. And I, the thing is, I coach as well. So, like, when I'm coaching, that's burning calories as well. Yeah. So I think that's a huge part of it. Like, I'm teaching three classes a day and training for two two or three sessions. Where are so you? I'm, like, uh, literally up all day just doing shit. Where are you so, training out of? Uh, where are you teaching so, out of, I should say? Uh, so a couple gyms. So I train out of Fall River uh, Regiment. Um, and I train at Danny Danny Savory's gym in uh, Somerset, and I got my own spot in Wareham. Oh, cool! Damn, man, good for you. Up and down, up and down the Cape. I like it. Yep, I like it. Uh, Uh, All around this. So, one question I had for you, because you're you're a you're a professional, and you even said you were you you said you were a little bit a little bit late to the game because of your age, um, and you're you know six years spent in the military, so you're a little bit later. One thing that like as a casual fan of the UFC that that I've been for most of my life, right? Like I started off. Back in the 90s, like everybody else, like late or early 2000s, I should say. I think it was like 2000s um, with like the like the Ken Shamrock, Tito Ortiz thing. Right. And, yep. you know, Ken Shamrock comes out. He gets he gets laid out by by uh, by Tito. And we never hear from Ken Shamrock again. Uh, then you yeah. do. But, but like, not like yeah. at that level. Then, you know, Chuck Liddell comes out. He bangs out Tito Ortiz. We never hear from Tito Ortiz again. Chuck Liddell gets knocked out by Rampage. We never hear from Chuck Liddell again. You see this pattern, right? So, like, there's this, to me, and this is one of my things that, like, I'm a player guy, if you if you will. Like, I root for players in sports. Like, I have my teams, but I also have my players. Yeah. The one thing that I find that's difficult for me to gravitate towards the UFC becoming something that, like, I'm, like, super into is the guys that I tend to like, like, they're there. For, it feels like they're there for a short time and they're gone. Is that just the nature of the beast in this sport? Like, by the time you get that big... You're you're already like kind of in the twilight or on the tail end of your career, or is it just the business just chews you up and spits you out that quick? I I think it's a combination of both those things. I think it's like when you get to the mountaintop of the gates, when you're grinding to get there, you can have you want to be there so bad, and then you get it, and then it's hard for guys to maintain that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like once you get once you make the money, like look at Conor McGregor. Like, like he's one of the greatest martial artists that came up. He was knocking everybody out just, like, in devastating fashion. And then he got there, and then it seems like he just couldn't maintain it because, you know, he's waking, waking up in, or sleeping in the silky sheets every day and just right. having all the money. Lost the hunger. Hanging out. You just lose that hunger. And, like, that's what it just takes to be there. So it just takes a certain kind of person to maintain there, you know. And there are some people that do it. 
but they they just they gotta really love the sport. Yeah, there's been a couple. I mean, like GSP was like he was he was around for a long time. Anderson Silva, yep. the spider was there for a long time. I'm trying to think of like other guys that lost came back. But like even like yeah. in the female ranks, like we saw Ronda Rousey, she was on a, a tear for like it felt like ever. My girl. She got knocked out by Holly Holm, and we we're like, and then who's who's Ronda Rousey? She like, tried, yeah, yeah. And now it's uh, Noons, I think. Noons yeah, is killing it. No, no, she she got just got knocked out too. She, she oh, she's done yeah. too. I she missed that. Yeah, so. There's a there's another female fighter out of Fall River, isn't there? A UFC fighter, I forget uh, her name. Tisha Torres. Tisha Torres, yeah, yeah. I've seen her a few yeah. times. She's badass. Saw her train. She trained with her a couple months ago. She was up here visiting. Oh, nice. But but the, I think another thing is the evolution of the sport. It, um, it's really evolved in the last in the last whatever 10 years so it's like a totally different skill set uh, from when like when you're talking about tito t's and all those guys until what we have now the sports just evolves so evolves so much it's like it's insane so i think that's a big part of it yeah you don't see many uh like tank abbots running around in the octagon anymore no 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 and uh, no, no. i mean so so elaborate on that a little bit like is it is it from like a technical standpoint is it just like because remember like ufc was created to see like okay kickboxing versus brazilian jiu-jitsu versus krav maga right. versus karate right. what versus was guy. what was the yeah versus street brawler versus yeah. kimbo slice or whatever Throw like butter bean in there yeah whatever, like you know? what no, was the best fighting it, style yeah. it's definitely a technical i mean back then what brazilian jiu-jitsu nobody knew how to stop it now it's like if you don't have brazilian jiu-jitsu you're not going to be in the ufc i mean it's just like a, that just gets you to work now right so the crazies like, were running um, shit right, I, right yeah i think it's 100 percent just technical um just the small gloves like people are now figuring out how to fight with them like that was a big thing coming from boxing to mma is you it's not the same just the size of the gloves and blocking and all that stuff it's like the striking styles are totally different than boxing so there's a lot of stuff that went into it and um people just got really good at it recently and then just the internet now like so before we didn't have the internet as much to share techniques and styles and, and videos and right. all this kind of stuff now that's a big part of that's like i i I call it sensei, sensei YouTube. You just go on there and just like, <laughs> learn shit from other people. You can all find the anything. Time. Right. He's right. He's yeah, right. I mean, seriously, like I, 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 I built a bar in my basement and I learned how to do it on YouTube. Right. So, you know, exactly. anytime I got to change a headlight in my mom's car, it's like, oh, YouTube. Right. Um, and you, so and basically, just athletic too. Like, like just you, just you guys know the sports science in the last five years. You know, people are understanding the, the, how important recovery and sleep is compared to mm -hmm. what it used. to. You know, people didn't know this stuff, and people are taking that all into like consideration these days you know the first i think the first real athletes that i ever really paid attention to sleep and and how important it was and it's funny you bring that up were bodybuilders yes, you know those guys too. i remember those like if you read like arnold's bible like that was like sleep was like you preach sleep like you had to get eight hours a day you know do you obviously in your your career and what you're doing now you're like you're a pro yep is that is, is that something like you're like okay like 9 30 like i'm in bed like I gotta be yeah, absolutely. So you've got like hard stop times. Now, so I'm 29. When I was 25 and 20, you know, a couple of years ago, it was like I didn't need sleep to keep going. Especially when I was in the military, I would, I would, we'd be out in the woods training all week, not sleeping, come home, party all week, and go back and be fine. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. It I happens need my, fast. I need my yeah, I need my eight hours, nine hours. <laughs> yeah. you know and, I mean? uh, no, no pun intended. It happens overnight. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like all of a sudden, you wake up one day and you're like, "Fuck, when did I become the old guy? What yeah. the shit?" Like the difference from like 28 years old to 29 yeah, I mean, years old. You're like, yeah, I'm not staying. I remember home. doing stuff in the gym when I was 23, 24, and the guys that were 34, 35 being like, "Yeah, you do that now." They're like, yeah, wait till you get to our age, and I'm like, man, I'm like, you just train like a loser. Like you're just, you just don't train hard enough. <laughs> and now that I'm, now that I'm that age, I'm like, 
oh, fuck, I am that guy I now. Hope, I God hope those guys aren't still here. I know. I hope they're not <laughs> listening. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those weird things, like, you know, it's tough because you, you've got to sit there. Like you said, you've got to dial every single thing in. Like, you're a pro. This is what you do. Um, exactly. Someone in the chat asked, uh, they wanted me to ask you, like, how long um, do you have to train before, like, leading up to a fight? Like, is it, do you, do you get, like, a, like, a, like, a, is that something you can negotiate or is that something that, like, like you said, like, you just kind of got to be ready all the time? Like, so it's, it's really like, ideally, if somebody was going to be like, hey, you, you have a fight in eight weeks, that's what a general, like, a fight camp would be. But that being said, like, I can't be picky where I'm at in my career. If somebody needs me to fight in three weeks, I'm going to take it. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, I have the skill sets right now where I believe I can fight at the top. So I, I should be any of these local guys. And, um, I'm ready to go whenever, but I mean, if somebody just, if it was like a picture perfect, picture perfect world, I don't eight eight weeks, probably um, ten weeks between fights. So I have two weeks to kind of mess around, relax. Eight weeks of fight camp, fight and do it again. That'd be the most ideal situation. So you could pull off. So you, what, what's the maximum amount of fights that you would you would be okay, like you would be comfortable doing within a 365 day period, like January 1st to December 31st. So probably five fights, five fights in a year. So five, okay. So five a year. Yeah. So so when you see some of these bigger guys, like when you get to like that pro, like that elite level, that Conor McGregor like level, like do you get to then like pick and choose, like say like, all right, I'm only going to do two fights this year, yeah. or does Dana White come to you and say like, all right, I'm going to give you X amount of money, but you got to do five fights? So usually if you get a short notice fight, you're going to get paid a little bit more, so guys will take those when those opportunities come. But usually like you. If you if you're Conor McGregor, you're gonna be fighting only two fights a year. You okay. Know what I mean, the build up and all that kind of right, stuff. Right, because right, because you need the hype, right? Yeah, exactly. So do you uh, do you have like a do you have like a certified hype team in your corner, like guys that just like you know like <laughs> like go out and hand out like t-shirts and stickers and be like, yo, <laughs> check out my friends. boy. Stickers, <laughs> film content. I got, I got I got my friends. I, I do have a business student manager. My friend, let's uh, get Ian Gray. He does like my social media. And all that kind of stuff for me, and you get contact sponsorships. But other than that, it's just my friends. You I was gonna say you had you had you had a pretty impressive social media presence. Like, for you know, yeah. you're for a relatively newcomer to you know to where you're at. Like, I was I was I I went and followed yeah. you on Instagram. I was like, oh wow, this this, this guy's yeah, got some of, people. A lot of those guys are so like my military background. I get a lot of military fans because my job in the military. Right. Um, people people follow me because of that, and um. So it's mostly like eighteen-year-old kids who like to play airsoft, but you know, I'll take the fans. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. I, you know, we, it's funny. We were we were just talking about uh, airsoft the other day because uh, my my youngest brother was like, "Oh, airsoft's cool," and I was like, "Yeah, airsoft's just for the kids that can't hack it in paintball, bro." Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so paintball. <laughs> so you had just mentioned about the lead up to the fights, and it kind of leads me to another question we had in the chat. Anytime, give everybody back out in a fight on you, like last minute or like a couple weeks before. Any of that happened yet? Oh, it's, it's happened, dude. This last, like, since uh, the last two years, I've been having people back out every single of my fights. So, my last fight, I went through four opponents. The one before that, I went through three opponents, and then, then the guy didn't even show up to fight me. So, it's like, that's a Whoa. huge problem I'm having right he, now. He left you at the altar? At uh, the weigh ins. I went to the weigh ins, weighed in, and never, never showed up. They said they're going to get somebody else. To fly in, uh, we showed up on fight day. No guy never showed up. That is going to wow. be ex- that is going to be so frustrating. I remember I, I don't remember who the fighter was, but I remember the clip of Dana White telling him like that his opponent tested positive for a banned substance and the fight was off, and he yeah. like got up and like spiked a chair through the crust of the earth because he was so pissed off. Yeah, like that has got to be 
it, it, tell, talk to me about that. Like, how did you feel? What were your emotions when you got to the weigh-in and the guy wasn't there? Um, I, I was very upset, obviously. Like, cause I, I just put a lot of work in to get my my boy weight down. Obviously, to cut weight, and you know that takes a lot of mental like grit to just even do that. And I was pretty upset. I was mostly upset because of my fans that showed up to the event. You know what I mean? I sold a lot of tickets, so a lot of people came to come support me. And then you know they paid what they expect to see me fight, and then they get there and I don't fight. So that kind of made me feel like an ass for that. But. You know, there's nothing I couldn't do to control it. But, but yeah, so it's out of your control. I'm sure. That, I'm sure everybody would understand. Like that's not yeah. your fault. It's not like right. you were the one that didn't show up. You exactly. were there. To, you right. were there ready right. to put on a show. I'm sure because. Exactly. And, and, and if I read this right, I think your longest flight was what two minutes and 21 seconds, and the rest were all under a minute. Bananas. Yes, that's correct. So what? Like making quick work. I mean, don't yes. get me wrong. Like I got somewhere to be. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, you, obviously, like if you're getting paid by the hour, your your ratio right now is probably through the roof in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, everybody, no, not counting the behind the scenes stuff. It's like uh, you know, Marvin Harrison said, like you know, everybody gets, you know, we I play for on Sundays for free. I, I get paid yeah. to practice, kind of thing. Um, exactly. What. What's like your go-to move, or do you have a go-to move? And Debbie, don't disclose any secrets. But like, uh, no, like I mean, I, dude, I don't have any. I, like, everybody knows I'm a good striker, so if they're not, usually what happens recently in my fight, they they get hit and they drop, and then um, when they go to the ground, I take their back and I choke them out with a rear naked choke. No secret there that I have four rear naked chokes, and that's exactly how they all happen. People yeah, I think I think the one I just watched. Of, I think the one I just watched of you was a rear naked choke. The kid you just put in. Yeah, that was uh, Friday. Oh, that was Friday. Yeah, okay, yeah. that was Friday. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I was like, oh wow, look at this. I was like, yeah, rear naked choke. I, I was like, I've had that done to me before. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not good. Not not fun. No, I mean, is there so like talk to me about that real quick? Like when you get into like a submission. Like, when somebody's getting you and they're positioning you, like, you know, like, I'll be listening to, like, you know, Joe Rogan, and he'll be like, oh, he's positioning himself for this. Like, do you know in the moment, like, oh, shit, this is what this guy's going for? Like, I better yeah. get my ass out of this? Or is it just, like, does it just happen and you're like, oh, fuck, like. No, I mean, we, I train jiu-jitsu a lot, so I, I have I know what he's doing. You know what I mean? For the, for the most part, there's, there's, people don't really sneak too many submissions on me that I don't see coming so or don't have a chance to get out of them. So, um, yeah, you, you have an idea what's going on, but sometimes people are just so good, so strong, it's hard to stop it. Damn. Yeah, I mean, is it, do you, have you ever gone up against somebody that you were just like, you, you know, I know you're I know you're undefeated in your in your pro card, but, like, have you ever gone up against somebody and been like, damn, like, that dude was a beast. Like, I was kind of not lucky to get out of this with a win, but, like, you, you yeah. felt, like, fortunate <laughs> that you got out of it because you were like, damn, if, this is, if I hadn't have done that, like, and this had gone the full three rounds, I don't know if this this guy was, like, super strong, might have might have actually got me. Yeah, I've, I've lost fights in my amateur career. So, like, I've been, I've been, in, the, I've been in there and been on the worst um, part of it, um, especially in training, man. I train with some of the best guys in the world, Rob Font, Calvin Cater, um, you know, local guys, Kyle Bachnick, who are UFC fighters, and they beat the shit out of me all the time in the gym. <laughs> wow. <laughs> do you ever, uh, do you, do you ever just like dick around and like fight like a like fight a weight class up or two, like just to see? Well, I, 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 mean, I know it's probably not safe. Sometimes but. last second, like if like there's nobody to fight me. Like, for instance, this last weekend, I weighed in at 149 because uh, they couldn't make 45, and he he weighed in at 156. So that's technically a weight class up for me, and I've done that like three times just because I couldn't get any opponents at 145. So how do you like in, in terms of like the training aspect of it? Because this is fascinating to me because I I did I did go to a, an MMA gym one day one time. Um, and train one like for two hours because uh, you know what Jim was? 
uh, it was downtown. It was down south end of New Bedford. It was um, I don't remember what the name of KO it. Ko boxing. Yeah, I think it was actually that one. Yeah, I, I trained there too. Yeah, I was there one day, and there was this kid, and he was like four hundred pounds, and he was coming. He was like cutting weight. And he was yep. using MMA to, to as his weight loss tool, which was I thought was super rad. And a good buddy yeah. of mine was like, hey, like, have you ever thought about doing MMA? And I'm thinking, like, all right, maybe this guy, like, I don't know, like, does he see something to me? Because I'm like, I'm not a fighter at all. Like, I can't fight my way out of a wet paper bag. No, he yep. was just trying to coax me down there because they needed somebody big enough to, like, to, to spar with this kid. <laughs> and, uh, and I went down there. And I'll tell you, like, the one thing that stood out to me about and the, the reason I could never do this sport like I got like we're training and I got punched in the face and like I wanted to rip this kid's throat out. Like he didn't even hit me hard. Like I'm just like pu- getting punched in the face is not my thing. How do you yeah, adapt yeah. and get comfortable like just getting like knocked around like that in training? Like you know like obviously you got to learn to take a punch, right? Like you're never going to that's what you do. I, I, you get punched I, in the yeah, face. Exactly. I I don't it's not emotional for me at all. If I get punched in the face, it's probably my fault for getting punched in the face is the way I look at it because I messed up. But, um, yeah, that's not, not something I really have – at this point, like, I'm just used to it, I think. But it's probably not a good thing. Are there any, like <laughs> – are there are there any lion's den still left, like, you used to hear about, like, you know, like the Huntington Beach bad boys and all that? Like, you know, like, we were, like, you, like Ken Sheehan, like, oh, you want to train MMA? Like, you want to train? All right, cool. And they would just throw you in the ring with the best guy and let him whoop your ass. And then, <laughs> no. like, if you decided to come back, like, cool. Or is that – like, are those days dead and gone? Uh, those days are mostly dead and gone. Like we, we, we don't do that. It's just it, it's pretty messed up for if people do do that. I, I've heard of that. That's a kind of like a boxing gym thing you see, but like MMA, not really. You know, we, on we, on Saturdays we go in there, we fight each other as like professionals, but we don't just send any like, like a civilian in there. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're not just sending any schlep in there to go fucking spar with somebody. Right. You know, you, like, what, what, yeah. did, what did Vin Diesel say? You don't hop in the ring with Ali because you think you can box? Like. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm sorry, dating myself. Yeah, there. I had to go to. I went to TNT Kickboxing for a little while back when it was open in New Bedford, and I had to go there yep. for like six or seven months before yep. they even decided to take a, a look at me to like teach me anything. So like, you got to yeah, go and shit. Like, yeah, you get a good amount of training. You know what I mean? I guess before you start sparring with dudes, they don't just throw you in there. Yeah, definitely not. Like for as I guess like. Like a coach now, like I, I'm not gonna just do that to anybody. You know what I mean? It's bad for clients, anyways. You don't want somebody just coming in there to learn how to fight, and they just throw them in there. They're gonna get, like, then I just don't. Yeah, they go, they go home with a broken nose, mean? and they're like, "All right, I'll see you in six months, I guess." Yeah. Like maybe no, it's not a great experience. Um, no, it was it was fun though. I did I did enjoy like the uh, I I I loved the idea of doing it. It's just I I'm one of those people like I get I like if I hit my head too hard, I just see red. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I'll like, I'll hit my head on like a cabinet or something. And I'm like, I'm gonna fucking tear my whole kitchen to shreds. Like, it's, this kitchen doesn't stand a chance right now. It's funny you say that. When I like, I say that all the time. Like, if I hit stub my toe or like hit my head on something and I'm not expecting it, I get pissed. I'm just angry. But if it's fighting, I, I don't. I, I'm not emotional at all. That's no but but that's that's why you're a professional. It's a good way right, to compartmentalize. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I and I'm not. What uh what do you do uh what do you do in your spare time when you're not doing something, you know, fighting related Burning coaching or training? Four thousand five hundred calories a day. <laughs> yeah, uh, what do you do? Do you have any other any other like yeah, I know you said you were a hockey um, guy. Do you do you uh yeah. do you partake in any anything else that you do like on the side or I have way too many hobbies to be honest. But um I, I like surfing is a big one. I like skateboarding. Um hockey I, I still hang out with my, my old hockey friends we play like pickup hockey when we can and uh yeah i mean i'm, I'm down for any any extreme sport I'm, I'm into it nice i love how all his downtime activities are working out 
Yeah. <laughs> I know my downtime activity. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna go throw some darts. That's about as much energy as I want to exude. Like, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, no, I, I feel like because I'm the only one. I'm the only one in my family. Paul can speak to this. I'm the only one in my family that like doesn't ski or snowboard. Right. So I yeah. got I got left out like on the outside looking in a lot on those. And yeah. um, you know, like this crazy bastard over here, he would like hit like fucking seventy five foot jumps and like <laughs> you know. And I'd be like, yeah. I'd, I'd be like, yeah, no, like I like I hop off the couch too hard, and I'm like, ow, like damn, like, right, right, yeah, getting broke off snowboarding hurts, which is another tip of the hat to you UFC guys that can take a punch because I hate getting hurt. That shit blows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me uh, too. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, no right, right. That's why you try and be on offense. You know? Connor, when's your uh, when's your when's your next fight? What's your next event? Do you have anything on the schedule, or is there anything you're looking at right now, or eyeing up? Um, so we're t- you know we just had this fight. We're gonna talk to my coaches and my management, and we're gonna see what's gonna be going on in the future. Um, obviously, that we're trying to get to the UFC this year. Um, a contender series, which is like UFC, uh, Dana White's contender series. If you fight in there, sometimes you get a contract. Or we're looking at that for the summer, so nice. we'll see Dude, what that'd happens. that'd be sick. Yeah. That's awesome. Is that, like, is that the TV show? Or no, the con- I'm sorry, the Contender was a boxing show, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a boxing show, but the, con- the Contender series, is a, it's a, it's a, yeah, the it's a show. Song. It's, like, every week for in the summer. So oh, it's all right. Like, uh, it's, like, every Wednesday night, th- or every Tuesday night, th- I believe. And um, they have, like, you know, uh, five or six fights people fight, and if they put on a good show... Uh, Dana White will give you a contract to fight in the USA. Have you ever met Dana White? I have not. No. No. Is that something like? Are you looking forward to that? Like, is that something yeah. like you like kind of like daydream about a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I, I can't wait. I, I mean, that's my my life dream and goal is to make it to the UFC and fight there and be be a guy in the UFC. That's so absolutely yeah, i've always wanted to meet dana white too just like for completely different reasons than you i'm sure but yeah. like, i always just wanted to pick his brain and be like so how did you have this vision like tell me everything yeah. you know brilliant businessman he's a big I, drinker <laughs> just bullshit so he says it all the time yeah exactly and it's cool he's I a boston guy so you know yeah. what i mean it, i think we, he's yeah, a boston guy yeah i want no shit yeah. i didn't know that he was always hanging out with july yeah. before they got big oh word yeah oh that's fucking rad that's super cool. yeah um so yeah, no, that's definitely. that's that's fantastic. So, uh, well, we'll be looking forward to that, dude. I, I'm definitely, uh, you definitely gained at least at least three fans. Absolutely. Oh yeah, right I now I can't wait to watch you next. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm guys. looking forward Thank to. It. We got a couple of guys in the chat room right here saying, uh, you know, they were at your last fight, and one of my buddies, uh, my buddy Twenty Ounce from Softball, he says I was drunk and getting wild out there for you. So, <laughs> uh, shout out to Twenty Ounce. He was he was having a good time, man. Um, Awesome. Uh, but, uh, Con, anything you want to plug uh, before we let you get out of here? Uh, plug any, away all your social media. Your any, social media, your businesses. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, follow me on the controller MMA. Um, that's my Instagram. Um, so follow me there. Uh, I have some stuff coming out. So once I do, people want to buy shirts, hats, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's coming out soon. And um, I just opened up a gym in Wareham called The Controller Proving Grounds. Uh, anybody looking to learn all levels, welcome kids uh starting from 8 to 12 and then above that i'm oh, sorry 8 to, 8 to 14 and then above that's all adults so come in kickboxing and no gi jiu-jitsu no shit all right man well we will definitely be uh we'll definitely be pushing your shit on our on our end too um, well, hey, we're not sure when i show ins tonight i'm gonna go find all your stuff i'm gonna link it up on our page and i'm gonna share it so that way right, uh, if, awesome. if your social media team wants to share or reshare us whatever you want to do but just to get the word out there more for you Appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. Any, hey, Connor, listen, man. We, we look forward to having you back on yeah. again, man. Yeah, this come is, back in the is, summer. This will be awesome. Yeah, this we has will. been this has been really fun, man. 
after I get that contract, I come back on and talk about it. Yeah, right. yeah, I'll believe me. We after will... you beat Jose Aldo's ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that O'Malley fight, man. I can't wait. I'll have that one circled on my... I will definitely be taking the day off for that, so. Thank you, guys. Take it easy. All right, thank, it thank, you for the, thank, you. thank you for your time, man. We appreciate you. Bye-bye. Take Bye-bye. it easy. Connor Matthews, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Hey, what what a nice young man. What I know a... he's I know he said he's he said he's getting old, but he's 29, still young. I mean, he's a few years older than the rest of us, but yeah. you know, he's a young man busting his ass out there. Hey, good for him. Good as for him, as, man. As long as fight two minutes. Two minutes and twenty one seconds. Okay, I, I've I've peed longer than that. Okay, so facts. This man, I, I can Austin, I yeah. I have been known to Austin Powers yeah, the shit out of a morning piss. So. Just finishing people quick. This man, man is this man's like I have a show to watch at ten. <laughs> Actually, his bed is early. Yeah, his bed yeah. is nine thirty. So he had, he had to go off the show. Like we took we took him on too long. So thank you very much. That was about thirty five minutes he spent on the, on the phone. What a fan, what that. a fantastic call. What a fantastic kid. I mean, like I said, I'm a, I'm a very casual MMA UFC fan. MMA fan, I will 100% be like this. This kid is now uh, Connor Matthews is now my boy. Like that's that's my dude. That's my new favorite guy. Connor, well, I, can say, I, know, I can say I can say like sure. I've been watching him since he was like five, you know, like three years ago, or whatever. Like that's yeah. my dude now. Like right, right. I can be that guy because I know because I know somebody now before they got like super huge. Yeah. Right, right. You know, you should ask him. Oh, is, are you any bit Irish so I can sing you the Conor McGregor song <laughs> and put your name in There's there? There's only one Conor Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard that song, yeah, right? That- no, no. Fucking hell. No. Oh, we got a you know what? You know what was Unculturized funny that, hey, piece you know of shit. You know what was shit. funny that, that kind of dawned on me was his nickname is The Controller, but he was in the Air Force. At, what did he say he was? As a controller. There's a controller, yeah. A, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's where that came from. Oh, I get it, I yeah. Like, yeah, it just like dinged in my head, but the conversation was going. I didn't say anything. I was like, no, I'm just going to stop the After conversation. After he hangs up. That's where he got it from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where it came from. I was going to be like, from. oh, hey, by the way, you know what I mean? Outstanding. What a great interview. Can't wait. We will piggyback off that for the rest of the show. If you have any questions, comments, concerns. Uh, concerns? Any, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would like, to, I would like to fight this man. Yeah. Well, here's, you want to fight Instagram. this man? Hey, listen, uh, O'Malley. Listen, bro. He called you out right here on row one, seat one, <laughs> March 8th, 2022. Didn't O'Malley also, isn't he also a mask guy? I'm pretty sure O'Malley is. Um, I know Mutino was. The kid with the, the or am I mixing it up? Maybe I'm thinking about him, the, the green-haired kid, right? Yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah, that yeah. kid. That was the kid that we talked. We had fought. like a, a thirty-minute show talking about that kid. Dude, that was we crazy. Were, I was floored. He said, you know, Connor said he was a tough fucking dude. I there is not a. I don't doubt that for a single second. Yeah, I watched that kid's head snap back, and it, I'm like, oh, that's gotta be the. One. I'm like. How is he still on his feet? I was like, I would have just been like, I'm done. Yeah, no shit. I'm done. Fuck this. I'm done. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. This kid just kept coming. And he just, he was eating punches and just, he did not quit. And that was a fucking rad fight. I remember watching that live as it happened. And I was like, I was floored and impressed. So that's really cool that uh, Connor gets to train with him and fight with it, fight him and stuff like that. And uh, that's just, that's super rad. I'm glad that we've got this kind of like, uh, this, this like homegrown talent coming out of this area right, right in this sport like it gives me something to root for it gives me a reason to watch now and uh you know the usc just gained another you know maybe somewhat more than a casual fan now you know i'll be uh, i'll definitely be tuning in to connor matthews fights uh if you want to give us a call give us your thoughts on the interview uh anything you want to talk about 774-992-8702 that is the phone number we still got a lot of nfl to get into oh boy do we got nfl to get into boys Boom. do we have nfl to get into i almost asked you today at lunch i was like did you talk to sean yet today about the whole 
thing, you know. I did, I did. So uh, we'll be piggybacking off that uh, off that interview for the rest of the show. If you want to call and comment on it, by all means, please do so. Uh, make sure you give us a like and a share. Uh, that way you can uh, share. Also, give us a like and a share, and share the interview for our our new CES five and zero fighter, Connor Matthews. Absolutely, yes. Do it for him. If you're not doing it for us, do it for him. Yeah, right, the kid we fucking suck. deserves it. The man works harder. He's like he might be the hardest working man that we had, in, you know, in, in, of the four of us. So, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I can only speak. I can speak for for Paul and I. <laughs> yeah. We don't do shit. Mm. I work all the time now. We get paid to do, like, we get paid. Our job is funny because we get paid for, like, the 2% of the time that we actually have to work. Nice, nice. The other 98% of the time, they're just paying us just in case. We're just paying you to be here just in case. So, anyway. But, uh, yeah, give us a call, 774-992-8702. Also, if you're listening on uh, Mixler or if you're listening on Facebook and you don't want to type your device with uh, having to, you know, keep Facebook Live open, www.mixler, M-I-X-L-R.com, backslash Joey Dash Fats. Uh, link is in the description. You can click that link. Boom, you get a live feed, audio only. It's just in, it's in sync with this. Uh, we will be up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, everything, wherever you get your podcasts from. Google. What did I say? I meant Amazon. Same thing. <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> Uh, wherever you get your podcast, if you do listen to us on Spotify, there's a new feature on Spotify where you can rate podcasts. Uh, if you don't mind giving us a click, giving us a five star rating, uh, that means a lot for us. That helps us. Our, that helps our algorithm. Helps us get shared to other people outside of our market that might uh, end up listening to us. And obviously, that does good things for us. Uh, let's get into the NFL, boys, because yeah, let's get into the NFL. let me tell you, <laughs> gents. No, first of all. We're not starting Denver, so no. Give me Russ or no. give me death. Nope, you can't start with Russ because you have to start with what started the day. You mean when I was I was irate? Ask Paul. Yeah, he was. I was pissed. I was, fuck Aaron Rodgers. Fuck you. I hope you go 0-17, you fucking worthless piece of shit. I got the text later you in the day. You one and done ass motherfucker. Fuck you. Two hours later, it was... Now, I don't. I don't hate Aaron Rodgers. Now the anymore. reason we have to start with Aaron Rodgers first is because he is the domino chip that knocked over everything else happening. So right. let's so let's back up to last week's show because I did say that we would have Aaron Rodgers news by eight thirty tonight. Bingo! By the time we get on the air tonight, I knew I said we would have Aaron Rodgers answer. Yep. By today. Bingo. Okay, so I called it to the day. By tonight, Bang. actually. By, yeah. I Not, said by 8.30. Yeah, yeah, you said by today. But well, by today. Tonight. But, yes. but yes, by tonight. By the time we came on the air to give you this glorious radio program, we would have the news of what Aaron Rodgers was going to be doing. We did. Unfortunately, and if you remember me saying, I was starting to lean more towards him staying in Green Bay. Not me. I was starting to lean a little bit more. I was still... Fifty-one forty-nine. He was coming to Denver, but there was that chance of him staying in Green Bay was growing for me. I didn't think he was going to stay in Green Bay. I didn't think he should have stayed. I don't think he should have stayed After in Green Bay. After the little stompy feet, pouty bullshit he pulled with Green Bay and their blah blah, all this shit. The I don't know. I kind of lost. No, I don't want to say I lost respect for the guy. I can't say that. He was He's leaving just a this, fucking douche. He was he, leaving he just, the stadium, blasting Jewel and Alanis Morissette CDs in his car, like being so sad and depressed, like just driving away. <laughs> That, that was his mood the whole last season. Every week, he's like, "This is awful." He was I just listening to breakup songs the whole the whole ride home after the after they lost to the Niners. Yep, absolutely. He's that, he was home. that guy that went into the bar and just like played all the sad songs in the jukebox. He's like, "Dude, 
We're all trying to have a good time. We get you're going through something, but can you listen to that shit at home? And then in the rebound, he puts on uh, the Wake Me Up Inside song. <laughs> but listen. After you went on his seven-day shakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakakak
brilliant uh, fucking point. So listen, let's not let's not give him the the, the AIDS family button there, but the family is <laughs> just straight poison. Um, but I, I think this was a, a horrendous move for both sides. I think I think it's a loser move. I, for Rogers personally, he's like, hey, I just got two hundred million dollars and one hundred and fifty three guaranteed. That's insane. He ruined the quarterback market now at one hundred fifty three million guaranteed forever. Josh Allen's looking at Buffalo right now, like, hey, he's like, my deal is up. Remember like, how we gave you a contract last year? It's up again. Yeah. yeah. Remember how you said I was the greatest player in the world and all this other shit? And I don't want to, you know, you know, you're never gonna get rid of me. Yeah, I want more money. Well, I mean, one hundred fifty three million guaranteed. He is now the highest paid player in NFL history. If that contract is in fact the official contract, we don't know if that's official yet or not. Is that true that it's not been signed and nothing like that uh, yet? Th- I'm well, sure it's not no, signed. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers himself said, says it's signed. Aaron Rodgers also said that a cap friendly deal was in the works. Lie. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, but this does lower his cap number because the From Green 57 Bay fifty-seven pa- to fifty. But the Green Bay Packers are just paying out the ass for cash. Like oh they're gonna have no cash God. left to sign anybody. I mean, they've already had. To, they're gonna have to release. They already released no, uh, Zadarius Smith. Sucks. The deep. No, he doesn't. He's a great player. Not but, for them. Well, he, no, the Smith brothers were fucking phenomenal. They were anchors on that defense. They're like, yeah, we can't fucking afford. You. I mean, you listen, trash. was he? He was no Brady Papinga, but he was all right. Okay, Papinga. like, yeah. you know, fucking take get, it get with the program. Take it easy. But, they, but the thing is, the Packers, like Sean said, the Packers now are strapped. Like, okay, they're gonna they fran- they're gonna fran- they franchise Devontae. They signed Aaron. Now what? Like, okay, you you managed to open up a little bit of money by restructuring uh, Aaron Jones and a couple other people. Where do they go from here? Like, look, what did I say about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year? When they kept everybody, they're like, hey, let's just keep this team together and run it back. You can't do that in the NFL. If you are not getting better, you are actively getting worse. Therefore, this Green Bay Packers team that are almost, what, 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 lost three games all year? Was three games? They're Probably looking at five or six losses next year. Guess what? In the and, of- and, it's, and it's not going to be any fault of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers still might win the MVP. Aaron Rodgers might still be the best quarterback in the NFL next year. He might put up numbers. He might break Peyton Manning's record next year because the 17th game, I'm surprised Dope. no one's done it yet in the first year because right. that extra game, I mean, shit, Peyton, Peyton broke the record, both single-season touchdown records in 15 games. Uh, yeah. But we will ignore that real quick. Just you know, <laughs> Sidebar, sidebar. Uh, but... He might still be the best that the NFL has to offer at the quarterback position. I don't see the Green Bay Packers winning a Super Bowl next year. I don't see them winning in four years. I think maybe the following year when the cap goes up again and they can maneuver and manage and make some money, and then they're going to look and they're going to go, all right, look, this is what we need. But, yeah, I was going to put up a poll question earlier. Uh, I didn't have time because we were building a fucking bench at this kid's house, and – I didn't really, and I thought about it, and I said, you know, as we were building the bench, it's probably why I fucked up and measured wrong three or four times. And, um, you know, I I was sitting there thinking about, you know, I should put up a poll question. Who wins the Super Bowl first, the Denver Broncos or Aaron Rodgers? Do you want me to answer? No, I mean, I know what your answer is. Oh, okay. Because you don't think Aaron Rodgers is ever going to win another Super Bowl. Right. But I thought it was a fair (laughs) question because, okay, he was supposed to go to the Broncos. Or he was going to go to the Broncos if he didn't go back to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And you can forget, like, throw away the Titans and the Steelers. They were never in it. It was never... No, the those, Steelers basically confirmed they were not in they it. They were never serious considerations for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was never going to those teams, regardless. He's like, like ha fuck Dennis. Cool. It would have been yeah. cool for him to go to Pittsburgh, where, yes. you know, where he's from, and, and you know, or, you know, his, his hometown, his college, where he played college and it all that. It would have been cool in that uniform, too. It, it really would have been. But, uh, 
they were never really a fr- they were never really a, it's a almost, serious player. Like in that, that uniform is like the evil version of the package uniform. Like instead of like yellow and is green, it? it's yellow and black. It is. It is. He's like, <laughs> he's just yeah, evil right? walking in. That there. Steelers Packers Super Bowl, I felt was like just so aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, it was. not as aesthetically pleasing as the Broncos Packers. I think that still to me is the most no, not me. visually pleasing. You know what mine is, right? The most visually pleasing Super Bowl. Patriots Seahawks. That was a good one. Because the just, Seahawks were in white looked, that night, though. No, Seahawks. No, Patriots were in white. Patriots Seahawks, were in white. That's the Seahawks what was, yeah. were in there like that was. They're grays. Grays, and I was yeah. just badass. Yeah, they weren't wearing though. They weren't rocking the lame ass lime green. Nope, nope. Um, no, that one was that was a good one too. I do have to say, Patriots Falcons was a very aesthetically pleasing game too. The Falcons jerseys are just so crisp. Yeah, super yeah, crisp until until they lost. Them. I think my least favorite <laughs> in terms of like the jerseys the and how they the crispiness of it all was uh, Niners Bengals. Back I mean, in the those day, are, those are old school jerseys. I know, but they just don't mesh well together. Nah. You know, like the Bengals, white, orange, and black, and then the gold and red. And you're like, that was kind of like Casey and San Fran a couple of years ago. That sucked ass. Like that yeah, either. Casey San Fran was another. Yeah, kind of same similar lines. Similar. Yeah, yeah, I mean anything that Kansas City's in, it's gonna immediately That's, get dragged out. Yeah, like, <laughs> the fucking Ronald McDonald colors, fucking losers. <laughs> Picture Brittany Mahomes with that stupid like. Bungie blinks, you know what I mean, on the on the uh, court with that stupid fucking face. After Mahomes tells her, like, calm down. Yeah. Like, why don't you just calm down, babe? Okay. No, he told her he had she had a resting bitch face. <laughs> An actual lip reader said he told her you have a resting bitch face, and she looked at her friends and she goes, "I was told I have a resting bitch face," and she made that crazy ass face. Yeah, and then they freeze it, and yeah. it looks like that fucking character from Ice Age or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the not the sloth. Sid? Paul well, just kicks over all his empties. Yeah. <laughs> Sid. <laughs> it's something. Oh, there goes the dog. I, I forget. Who I think it's it is. Sid. Is it? My I, wife is going to fucking murder you. Yeah. Sid. The one that talks like this. Yeah, I, I've never yeah. seen the movie. I just saw the comparison. I fucking almost pissed my pants. Get a little man. I watch them all. Yeah, yeah, true, right? Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't like. I didn't like Casey. Shit. Anything that Casey has is ugly as fuck. So, so uh, real quick, just remind me to read you this tweet about uh, Dak Prescott and Mari Cooper that was just brought to my attention by one of our fans or listeners. Oh, well, not they're, they're one of my one of my trusted trusted uh, football yeah. insiders. But By, before the end of the show, I will have one Patriots tidbit, and it better not be about Amari Cooper because I will lose my fucking mind. I do not want that dude. No, this is involving Amari Cooper, but it's not involving the Patriots. Okay, cool. I'll take him on the Colts. He's a great two As or three. So, obviously, so Aaron Rodgers' first domino to fall today, right? That was big. So, immediately, my heart is ripped out of my chest because I'm just like, I've been just on my phone since I got out of work on Saturday night, just like, Bitch. refresh Twitter, refresh, <laughs> refresh, refresh. <laughs> Where's Schefter's Twitter? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Dude, Schefter went on a a blocking spree this weekend. Did he really? Dude, he blocked like 4,000 people. Oh, I mean, you're Adam Schefter. You probably have to. No, he never blocked anybody. They said, like, he just, like, went crazy all of a sudden. Do you think he was just really mad because he knew Aaron Rodgers was going to give Pat McAfee the breaking news of that he was staying in Green Bay and not him? I don't know. He, uh, he put on like, fucking spite block everybody. No, he put on this like auto block feature like that Twitter gave to him to test out, and he like auto blocked like four thousand people or some shit. <laughs> Whoops! He's like, fuck all my people. Um. So yeah, I thought I did. I do want to say I, I thought it was super fucking rad and super cool of Aaron Rodgers to give Pat McAfee the 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 the, the ability to break that Dude, because Pat. Him, could not could not hold it. His like raspiness in his voice. He told me, "I'm not he. The sources. Yeah, the sore. 
it, says. Actually, it was Aaron, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Pat McAfee's a fucking legend, dude. He's awesome. I love it. Guy is, he's funny at WrestleMania. Oh, he's fucking great. He had the Vince McMahon interview, which, by the way, Vince McMahon is not squatting no thousand pounds. No, I found the video. It's not what you think. It's not like taking the bar and going like that. It's then it's when you clip, like from like around your waist, and you just stand up. Oh. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what that. What's that called? Hack squat? I don't know what that fuck that's I was, called. No, it's just. I think that's just called like a like a. It's called whack. Like whack lift. Fuck it is. Yeah. Dude, he's 78. <laughs> 76. 76. Oh. But he just hooked his belt to like a thing, and he just stood up, and it was like a thousand pounds on it. So I uh, still doubt that. I have the video. Would you like the video? Yeah, I'll see it after. Show me okay. after. But. I'm just saying, you told me, like, Vince McMahon squatted 1,000 pounds. They said it live on air. I listened to the interview. the fucking world record's 1,080. If a 76-year-old man, (laughs) Vince McMahon, is coming up 80 pounds short of the world record. I want to know what he's on. I'm going to be like, damn, pal. Yeah. You've been hanging out with Sly, haven't you? Yeah. You've been in the the locker room with your boys a little bit. Oh, no, he's not joking. He still does it. Oh, no, I know he's he's in there. I know he's a workout warrior. Like, that was one of the things, like, the Vince Vince McMahon interview on the Pat McAfee show, if you haven't listened to it, I mean, first of all, don't don't go right now. Listen to us first. but. You know, in your free time, after you're done liking, sharing, and, and uh, listening to our interview with, with Connor Matthews, professional yeah. UFC fighter, um, you can go ahead and, and listen to that. But it was a fascinating interview. Vince is positive he's living to 100. He's like, no doubt in his mind. And he goes, if I die before then, I get hit by a bus, I just want one second to say thank you to everybody, and that's it. And I'll go. Yeah. That's yeah. it. He was, he was a phenomenal interview. He is awesome. I love, I love Vince McMahon. Uh, but that. anyway, sidebar. So, super cool. A-Rod gave Pat that uh, that. That lead. That was yep. fucking fantastic. And Pat did come out and say that Ian Rappaport almost beat him to the punch by, like, three minutes. Like, Ian Rappaport had it, too. Yeah. And he was staying. So there are sources. There are sources among sources, among sources, among sorcerers in the NFL world. That, that And Pat McAfee said, he's like, I'm not a breaking news guy. I just happen to be friends with Aaron Rodgers, and he just happened to let me have this huh. one. So super cool on Aaron Rodgers' part. I did love that. I don't love the decision to stay in Green Bay for him, obviously. I thought his legacy, I, I feel like it's going to end up like what what Sean said. I, I feel like it's going to end up, is he's going to retire with one Super Bowl. Paul's probably right, maybe another MVP or two, you know, depending on how these next couple of years go. Uh, but they glamorize the old quarterbacks, man. It ripped my heart out because I was like, God damn it. And all I could think of was last week, I was like, I got to fucking sign up for law school now. I got to get, I got to get to. The grand jury by I got to learn law by Friday, so I could be so I so I could be in the so I could be in court for for Deshaun Watson's defense because I feel like that's the only way because the Russell Wilson stuff I acquit. I I rest my case. You do what? No, I just thought that was something all the big shot lawyers said. Yeah, yeah. Um, But no, I was I was I was wound up because I was I was I was pissed. I was disappointed because I was like, God damn it! Now like. We're probably looking at some combination of like Drew Locke and Mitch Trubisky, and you know, or or uh, Pickett, or uh, that kid that just lit it up with like Malik. What's his name there that I don't think is going to be very good, but Malik. whatever. Like, look, I, I was just I'm just sitting there and I'm having visions of Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon dance through my head again, and I'm like, no, like I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, you look at the Broncos roster and you're like, what a waste. And Von Miller wants to come back and all these things. I mean, there's a reason why I'm wearing Von Miller's jersey tonight because no, not Von Miller. We need to bring we need to bring my boy home. We need to bring five eight back to the back back to the Mile High City. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. When he come back as forty. No, we come back as fifty eight. His number is 58. That number is going. If he comes back, and I'm just, let me rephrase that. When he comes back to the Broncos, when? in four or five days, whatever it is, six days, a week, 
we'll, we'll call it seven days from today. A week. Yeah. When it can officially we call it seven days. When a it week. can officially be announced eight days from today or seven and a half days from today, and he is a back as a Bronco. Number fifty-eight is going up in the Ring of Fame, getting retired. Nobody's ever wearing it again. Yeah, for sure. Von Miller, like I said, you've heard me say it. He could come into my house and fuck my wife, and I would say thank you very much, sir. Hmm. God knows, fucking Von Miller. I, and I'd be, you know I, what? I'd be a little that'd be fine with that. I'd be like, what happened today? That'd be fine. That'd be fine <laughs> with me. I love Von how, Miller. How that, did this happen? That is that is what that is one of that is my all-time favorite Bronco right now. That being said. I was just I I was so distraught. I was like I was so mad. I was like, God damn it, dude! I'm like, no, like I don't want to go fucking deal with this quarterback shit. Fast forward two hours. Now I'm not paying attention. I'm just like, fuck this. I'm done with today. Aaron Rodgers isn't a Bronco. I guess we'll see where the rest of the dominoes fall. Two hours later, I walk out. I get into my car. I got like fucking twenty seven text messages. Like, 30-something alert, like, Facebook messages, like, 12, 15, 20 fucking notifications. I'm like, what the fuck did I miss? Like, what the hell is going on? The first uh, text message I opened was from you. We're like, Jesus Christ, eight picks. And I'm like, eight picks? Eight picks for... No. And I run right to Twitter, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, yes. I was like, fuck yes, we got Russ. I was like, we got Russ. So the We first- got Russ. And, and this works out so much better because, A... We didn't have to give up really any meaningful player outside of Noah Fant, who I'm really bummed because I really wanted to see what Listen, he could do with Noah a Fant, legit quarterback. Yes, true. But we but got Albert he also wasn't fully developed yet either. So you're banking on that potential to develop into that. Exactly. But you didn't have that guaranteed. And it's a tight end. I'm sorry, but, you know, unless you... Agabagawanu can do it, whatever the hell is that. Albert We just call him Albert No, I, I, no I want the actual name. <laughs> like, you know who I miss? Obomenu, I think. Sure. You know who I miss? Carolina Panthers running back, favorite player ever on Genesis, Tim Biakabatuka. <laughs> I remember that guy. Fucking tore it up as a running back for me. He had like three thousand yards rushing one season. I'm yep. not joking. Yep. Uh no, that but I was I was I was floored. I get to my phone and I'm like, holy shit, we got Russ. I'm like, we got Russ! We got Russ, baby! It's on! It's season season's back on. Two hours ago it was season's off. Season's fucking back on, baby. You give up. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Broncos gave up a lot to get Russell Wilson. <laughs> Two firsts, two seconds, uh, a fourth, a fifth, a fifth, a fifth, a fifth, a fifth round, and three people, and Noah Fant, as we yep. already mentioned, Drew Locke, who, who I, I can, I'm still going to be very much rooting for in Seattle. I can't wait to see him chucking bombs to that blue-headed, fucking muscular freak, DK Metcalf. <laughs> Drew Locke to be like, yeah, watch it. He's like, he's just going to be like, I'm like the fucking that- Rex Grossman. That whole team's getting nuked. Yeah, I'm going to get my, I'm going to get my Pelosi on. Yay, Drew Locke. I don't want to talk about that. That was very cringy and weird. Oh, my of course, God. it's Nancy Pelosi. Everything oh she does God. is cringy and weird. Uh, but no, the, uh, but I, I, I and then and the, the one that really, really killed me because I loved him was Shelby Harris. His locker room leader. But that's Draymond Jones's contract anyway. Shelby Harris is probably going to be gone after this year. But he was a huge locker room guy. But there's this guy Von Miller who could probably step in and be a pretty huge locker room guy in his absence. So. You know, I but the one thing I love about Shelby Harris is he was always good for like that blocked field goal. Like, like I felt like he would have like two or three a year, where you're just like, boop, and you're like, ha ha, sucks. I think he had one against the Chargers that ended up like really turning the tide of that game, and when uh, Drew Locke went out and outdueled. So I think yeah, I that think, happened. I Don't think when I that. texted you, I saw it first on Twitter by just some random like beat uh, Denver reporter who just like. 
Breaking news: It's eight pieces for Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. You read picks, and, and I and I took that. I thought pieces. I was like, it's fucking eight picks. I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of picks to get up. Well, initially, I, I called Paul, and I'm like, we, I'm screaming, we got Russ, we got Russ. He's like, and he, he's like, who? His me? first reaction is like, fuck. That means we're stuck with Wentz <laughs> or Mitch Trubisky, one hey. or the other. I don't want. Hey, let me tell you something. Uh, Jordan Love's available. You can just is he though? He is a. Dude, is he? Rogers said he's available for trade. <laughs> Rogers is the GM now. He, Rogers is LeBron James's ass. Yep. I wanted Russ. I know. I thought. I literally. I legitimately thought if A Rod had gone to Denver, I thought. I. I, I thought uh, Indy I, was going to be the one to step in and, and, and take Russ. But I guess I would take him though. Oh, I would take Deshaun, Deshaun in Indy. If I was Indy, I would be fucking all in on Deshaun right now. Who knows what's going to happen? Maybe maybe they say, okay, he's acquitted cool. of all charges, but you're banned for two Paul's years. Paul's allergies are whooping his ass Dude, they're right fucking now. me yeah, up, my allergies dude. pretty bad, too. Sorry for they, blowing yeah. and wiping my nose. It's okay. They're not. They can't hear you. They they don't. They're not here to catch your diseases. So yeah, it's fine. No, it's fine. Uh, but I was. I'm screaming into the phone. The first thing out of his his first thing in his mind is fuck. We're stuck with yeah. Wentz, and I'm like, and and then to me, and I'm looking, and I'm like, initially, I'm looking for the compensation. I'm like, what's the compensation? And I see second, two seconds, a fourth, and then the three players. There was no mention of the first round picks. I'm like, there's no fucking way we got Russ and didn't give up a first. I'm like, we didn't give up a first. How? And I'm like, there's no fucking way. And now I'm thinking like, oh, my God, we could take Jordan Davis at number nine overall, and we get raw. I'm like, <sighs> I'm like hyperventilating. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm just like, my erection is raging at this point. I'm like, I could knock over the Empire State Building from here with my boner. <laughs> like, just bow. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, this can't be right. So I go to, you know, I hate Mike Florio, but he gets it right most of the time. And I go to the, and I check Pro Football Reference and I'm, uh, Pro Football Talk. I'm like, all right, come on. okay, there it is. All right, there, two first, okay, two first, two seconds, a yeah. fifth, and, and we got a three f- players and three players, and, and we got Russell Russ and, and, a a fourth, and a fourth, and a fourth, fourth in return. So that, it must have been really dependent on that fourth. You got to give us that something, man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it, like, no. Yeah. Like, well, we're gonna need a pick. Like, we can't just go pickless. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> They go. They go into the draft. They're like them and the Rams, just sitting there. Like this is awful. This is awful. Loses. Yeah. Loses and idiots. Scourge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and fucking go to your meat gazing process and poke and prod these guys. We're just gonna go out and fucking trade all these stupid picks away. I mean, Seattle really though. If you're a Seahawks fan today, you gotta blow it up. Well, you already did. Nope, you you more. You're blowing it up. I, I listen. I think DK is available. If I was the Indianapolis Colts, I would be kicking down the Seahawks jo- door right now, and going, "What is it going to take to get Lockett's, me DK?" Lockett's yep. available. Wagner's available. That's who I'm saying. They they want to get rid of older guys. DK's too young. That's like the face of the team right there. They're not going to get rid of DK. No, I think Bobby Wagner's still the face of the team. But you know. no, I think they'll dump Wagner because Wagner's like what 32. He's getting up there, but he's still a fucking beast, dude. But he has a cheaper contract, and he's available for a high uh, probably draft pick. I would say if I had to guess. Lockett for sure, because Lockett's 32, I think. Well, that's, what, that's the only thing that's going to hamstring the Colts in that sense is that they don't have a first-round pick this year because Carson, they got Wentz, three now. Because Carson Wentz decided to gut it out on like with, like, four fractures in each leg and two broken ankles and a fucking broken neck. He's like, I'm getting to that 85% threshold and come hell or high water. And you're like, Wait, God Carson damn Wentz. it. Why Carson Wentz? Because if Carson Wentz didn't play 85% of the snaps this year, the compensation would have been lower. The Colts would have kept their first-round pick. Oh, 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 I misunderstood. Okay, I'm sorry. Ah, thank you, Justin. They've already dumped Wagner. What? The Seahawks did. What, was that, was according, that today? According to a listener, yes. No. 
okay. You keep talking. I'm gonna go check. This yeah, show. I didn't. I didn't know. Oh, he said as the show started, they 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 dumped him. So it makes sense. Get oh, the shit. fuck out of here. Well, there's that's a pretty that's a pretty damn good fucking. Wait, was he story. released? That he must have been. But, I mean, I'll be back. Listen, I don't care what the Patriots are going to do. Get Bobby Wagner? You're over here stealing. I, first of all, let me just say something. I am not saying shit on this show going forward. Last Why? year, Last year I told Joey, oh, I think I'm just going to draft all the Seahawks players because they're all in, like contract years and like that. I'm probably going to go DK and Russell Wilson. Joey's like, draft DK, draft Russell Wilson. <laughs> Stole my whole draft theory. This offseason, I'm like, oh, all as a Patriots fan I want is to like, re-sign J.C. Jackson, maybe bring back Chandler Jones because he'll be cheaper because he's older. Joey's like, all I want is J.C. Jackson and Chandler Jones. I'm like, what the and fuck? Miller. Yeah, but Von Miller, who cares? Like, that's your guy. Like, that's fine. That makes yeah. sense. But you're like, the only two guys I want are the two guys that you want. Like, <laughs> nobody else. Well, I just want, I want, I would love J.C. Jackson in Orange because we have the money to blow. That's the thing. Like, we've got the quarterback. Now we can go after the fucking, the luxury items. Now we can go at it because we, we are now a Super Bowl contender, Sean. We are a Super Bowl contender. Now we go get those last pieces. Joey Fats Radio, row one, seat one. Hey, what's up, Joey? Happy second, uh, happy second birthday, Pat. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> this has just been what a day, what a day. I mean, it starts off with just utter disappointment, and then it turns into pure jubilation. Then we come on the show, and I'm thinking, like, wow, how could this get any better? We have a great interview with Connor Matthews. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was just what, a, what, a, just what a fantastic day. I mean, what, what a day to be me. Who, what? I need to ask. Uh... Not to bring in the move, I'll go back to Russ in two seconds, but what was the first thought in your head when, when Aaron resigned? Did you see like Mitch Trubisky in your brain or what? what yeah, I, 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 I said I said I said I had, I had like da- like thoughts of Mitch Trubisky and Drew Locke dancing through my head. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, like, here we go again. Like, are we going to take this fucking picket kid? Like, really? Like, I'm not. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I, I, and don't get me wrong. I, I've kind of, I'm not going to say I've been on the Trubisky bandwagon, but I have been saying now for a few months, whoever gets Mitch Trubisky, I think is going to get an excellent, excellent chance at making him into a legitimate starter in this league. And I say that for a couple of reasons. A, because he's out of Chicago, which is just a bona fide quarterback graveyard. Nobody, nobody, no matter how good they are, nobody who goes there is good. Jay Cutler is their all-time greatest quarterback, well, at least in the modern era. Okay. That tells you all you need to know. They haven't been able to draft, develop, hire a coach, nothing. Uh, it's just it, it was it was just, it's a shit show. Joey, was the Rams um was the Rams sending out first to win? Do you think that was kind of a model for the Broncos? Do you think anything to do with it? I mean, yes and no. Uh, yes, because if you need the quarterback, look, if you want a proven commodity at quarterback in this league, yeah. you're gonna pay. Yep, big time. You big know, time. and do you want to give up? Two first-round picks, which, again, we always say it on this show. We always say it. We've said it on this show for eight years now or, you know, or whatever, almost nine years now, that draft pick – NFL GMs hold on to draft picks like they're gold. And we, I just don't get it. They're, they're unproven commodities. If you have a chance to trade two firsts, two seconds, and a fifth for a few 33-year-old future Hall of Fame quarterback, you do it. You do it, it seven, Sean. eight days a week. Damn it, that is so. That is so true. And I, um, I think you guys are going to get Vaughn Miller back. I think there's there's a ton of wide receivers. 
And I just have, I have an uncle, I have family in Denver. And my uncle was just blowing up my phone. And I said to him, honestly, the NFL's better when the Colts and the Broncos are good. Like, as a kid, like, you know, you had Peyton and the Colts and you had Peyton and the Broncos. Like, I still remember being in a bar, uh, Lansdowne Bar, at Crappy Bar, but watching the, the great, you know, Peyton and um, Peyton and the Colts and Patriots playoffs. Like, those are just good NFL franchises that should be good. Like, the Broncos should be good. We should, and, and and it's been a goddamn shame for seven years that we haven't been able to find a replacement for Peyton Manning. Now, granted, it took us a long time to find a replacement for John Elway. That replacement ultimately was Peyton Manning. Yeah. Now, it took us seven years to find a replacement for Peyton Manning, who is now Russell Wilson. And, you know, obviously there's a lot to be, you know, seen here in, in terms of how Russell, this trade is going to be looked at in the future. If the Broncos don't even, like, if they never get to a Super Bowl, let alone win one, you know, people are going to look at it with a critical eye. It doesn't, but right now, as it stands right now, you have a 33-year-old future Hall of Fame quarterback on your roster who has come out and said he wants to be in Denver. He wants to play at this level for the next five to seven years. That's As long as Ciara says so. I know I'm a tool bag, and I, I joke around about Aaron Rodgers. I don't I don't hate the guy. I make jokes about him, but he's not of course. a winner. He's I Russ Wilson's a winner, Joey. You're getting a, a younger winner. Well, that I guy, mean, I, it's true winner. Rodgers cares about being famous and being like the Kim Kardashian of sports. Like uh, Russell Wilson's a winner, bro. Like you're gonna ass. win with Russell Wilson. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a winner too. Let's not let's not understate Aaron Rodgers. Like Regular I know I know. Sure. Oh, well, listen, I know we all love to point to like the the playoff shortcomings, but. You know, there was a couple of games against Arizona, one where he put up, like, what, 51 points and they still lost. You know, yeah. another one where he hit Jeff Janis, the world-famous, row one seat one, world-famous Jeff Janis on a Hail Mary <laughs> in a playoff game. And then Larry Fitzgerald was just like, all right, I'm going to take this screen pass and just, yeah, and just run it 80 yards. I mean, Aaron Rodgers' playoff shortcomings have been ultimately, like, like we talked about, you know, two years ago in the NFC Championship against Tampa Bay. Nobody remembers that Brady threw three interceptions in that game. Oh, no, but everybody but everybody but everybody remembers Aaron Rodgers did because Brady went on and won the Super Bowl. If Aaron Rodgers goes on and wins the Super Bowl, nobody remembers he threw three interceptions in that game. They don't care. It's like, well, right. what does it matter? True. So it, it's just it's, you know, to the victor go the spoils kind of thing. I'm not gonna sit here and say that Aaron Rodgers is, is isn't a winner. He certainly is. He's got a Super Bowl championship. He's been in the NFC championship plenty of times, as we know by his Less than stellar record in said games. However, however, Pat, to your point, I am much happier if you gave me the choice before this offseason started between Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, compensation being equal across the board. Wow. I'm going Watson one, Russ two, Rodgers three. And the reason for that being is age. Longevity. Longevity. If I could get – if if, if my – if my five picks and three players are going to get me two to three years of Aaron Rodgers, five to seven years of Russ Wilson, or ten plus years of Deshaun Watson, oh, shit. I'm probably going to lean towards you know the better bang for my buck. Now, oh. I kind of like splitting the diff here in terms of taking the middle the middle option, the five to seven years of Russ, because of what you just said. He is a proven winner. Deshaun Watson is not that yet. Deshaun Watson is electric. He is an, an amazing talent, and I think he does have the potential and will ultimately become a winner. However, Russ is a proven commodity. Russ has won a Super Bowl. He's been to two. He, he's been close to getting back. Should have won two. People forget the last couple of years how shitty the Seahawks have been. 
Gilmore, didn't he want out of Seattle a while ago? Didn't he not like Seattle? This, like these rumors that? started, what, two, two years two ago? Two years ago, Seattle didn't two like three, Seattle. yeah. Like two years, well, but, but you started seeing the writing on the wall when Richard Sherman left, Cam Chancellor retired, the whole um, dude, all the all the, the Earl Thomas flipping the bird to the sidelines thing, dude, no. all the former players, oh, yeah. things all the started, players. things started oh, to kind of go sour. They and, all talk shit about the organization yeah, after yeah. they say the organization is full of assholes. Yeah, it was, and, and Pete Carroll's getting up there in age. He's not going to be there much 74? longer. Seventy-four. Yeah, something like he's, that. he's older than Bill. Yes, he's the oldest anyway. So, Pat, I mean, everything. When you look at this, right? Russ was going to be, he was going to be out of Seattle. I mean, we knew this marriage was coming to an end. If not this year, definitely next year. There was no way in hell. If Russ wasn't traded this offseason, this was going to be his final season in Seattle. I, I don't doubt that for a second. I'm just happy that my Denver Broncos were able to have a, a, a deal in their back pocket in case Aaron Rodgers decided not to go to them, and they could just say, okay, boom, Here, two hours later, we got our quarterback. Well, Joey, are you sold on, on Pat and his GM? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at his draft last year, and, and I, I won't regale everybody with, with, with the Broncos talk, but if you go back, just go back and look at the players. You got you had four or five impact players in the draft last year that were rookies that are going to be starters. Uh, you got, you know, Patrick Sertan is going to be an absolute beast in this league. Javante Williams, is he's going he's gonna to rival... Paul's boy, JT, in Indy as the best, you know, and Derrick Henry is the best running back in the league this year. This is Je George Patton, and, and I'll tell you right now, if he brings back Vaughn Miller, dude, I, 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 that's it. He, he, this man is now walking, uh, he, like he's walking on water for the rest of the time he's in Denver. I know, I believe it. Oh, Joey, can I ask one question? Absolutely. Sean, uh, what do you think? Can you get... Uh... Uh, Bobby Wagner, Chandler Jones, the Patriots, anything like that? Oh, I, I don't know. Did you ask Joey if I can have any players before he just fucking takes them all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, can we get Von Miller? Oh, man, yeah. Dude, I, I don't even want Von Miller. I remember I just said to Joey like 10 minutes ago, like right before you called in, how I bitched at Joey. He's just stealing my ideas for the last two years now. I said last offseason for fantasy, I'm like, oh, I think I'm just going to draft Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and that was fucking Joey's strategy. Drafts him ahead of me and all the goddamn leagues were in together. <laughs> and then this offseason, I'm like, oh, all I want is J.C. Jackson and Chandler Jones. Joey's like, all I want is J.C. Jackson, Chandler Jones, and Von Miller. No, no, no. I'm no. like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I didn't say that's all I wanted. I said, now that we got I the, had the text from you like that six we, hours ago. Now that we have the quarterback, now I want to go after those guys. Right. Listen, I think Chandler Jones Because without is, the quarterback, J.C. Jackson's a waste of money. I think Chandler Jones is coming back because... He's been liking a lot of Patriots stuff on his social wow. media things for, for a while, even while he was wow. playing with Arizona. He seemed like, you know, I liked it there. I played pretty well. He came and made his money, and now he's on, like, the end of his career. So he, that's Bill loves those guys. Bill loves played in the system, yeah. knows what he can do. He can take advantage of it. I think Chandler Jones yeah. comes back. Right. I think that comes back. Bobby Wagner, I was saying it, no bullshit, 15 minutes ago, like he has to be on the trade block. And someone yeah. in the chat, Justin in the chat, was like, hey, he got cut. Wow. And yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm blown away. I'm like, I was reading about it as you were talking to Joey, and I'm like, listening in the background. Like, he's still, I'm sorry, like a top seven middle linebacker in the league. Even at 31 years old, I know he's up there in age for a linebacker. He's a top seven linebacker. He Plays is Hightower. He, I mean, Hightower has to retire. I think Hightower is past his prime. Hightower, big boom hitter, 
does not have the speed though. You run yeah. past Hightower, he's not catching you anymore. His, his, no, his, yeah. his legs don't have. It. I love Hightower. I think he's a phenomenal guy for everything he's done for the organization. He just doesn't yep. have the speed anymore. If you can rotate him in cheaply, I'd love to keep Hightower, but I don't think he's going to want to do that, and I don't think the Patriots are going to want to pay him to, to do that one position. They need him to be like the Ted Johnson thumper. Like when you used to see Ted Johnson yeah. come in, he's the thumper. He blows up the hole, goes for the tackle. You know it's going to be a run play. I don't think he's going to come in for like first or second down and then go out and for third down and have to come out for special teams. His legs don't have it. Like I think he's just tired at this point. But me yeah. personally, we're losing J.C. Jackson. We need something – Offensively, whether we draft guys or we sign somebody, I do not want Amari Cooper. I'm sorry, I just don't want. Him. Really, really, I see. I think Amari Cooper would be a fucking phenomenal. Because what well, everyone in, says, in oh, Amari Cooper's a number one. No, he's not. To me, I am totally off that train. He's, I do not think he's a one. He's at a all. low end. He's a two one. three. That's that, that's. But you know, but when was the last time New England had outside of Randy Moss? When have they ever had a true number one wide receiver? We haven't. Exactly. Right. And, and you got six Super Bowls to show for it. So I, I don't want to pay this asshole fifteen million to, to be a number two. <laughs> Robbie Anderson, I just don't want to. Don't want Robbie Anderson. I rather have. I rather have. Uh, see, I love Robbie Anderson. I rather die. I really? like. Like I can't. I dislike both those options so much. I, I, I think if you brought in both of those guys, I think that offense all of a sudden that does wonders for Mac. I Jones. think I would cheer yeah, for injuries. Yeah. I would really cheer. They're for both injuries. great route runners. They're both speed. They're both like really, 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 really smart football not, like guys. I think they would be great. I would like offense. Amari if he was cheap. Because I know how they're going to use him, and he's not going to be productive. But cheap isn't. But cheap is a relative term, though, right? Because you got to remember, cheap-ish. What 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 you think is expensive this year is going to be cheap next year when their salary cap goes up another twenty, thirty million dollars or whatever sure, it's going to go. You're right, absolutely. It's going to be cheap. Wait, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, fifty million dollars a year. That's going to be the going rate the for average. quarterbacks going forward. Right. Like, just take that twenty-five to thirty is now forty-five to fifty-five. Like. That's because the salary cap's going up. It's all about percentages, right? You just said 37% of their cap is going towards two guys. That's kind of going to be par for the course. You know, your That's your corner, your edge thing. rusher, your left tackle, your quarterback, and, and now your receiver. Like, those are your big money positions. I think it'd be smart. I think it'd be brilliant. Because the thing with the Patriots is we've seen it. Bill Belichick can't draft and develop wide receiver talent. No, At cannot. least not early, early on. No, exactly. So, all right, Julian Edelman, obviously – Exception to that rule. He does fine in the later rounds. His big hits were Dion Branch yep. and maybe Malcolm Mitchell for those two years that you had him before his knees blew out. Maybe David Givens. If we're going way David back Givens was a seventh rounder. Oh, shit, yeah. Right, so... <laughs> but like, oh, shit. But, to, but to, that, but to, to that effect, though, if you're New England, you really don't have a choice but to go out and pay for receivers. Now, I'm not saying... Yeah go throw the fucking kitchen sink at Amari Cooper and be like, please come to us. Like, you're not Jerry Jones. You're not the Dallas Cowboys. I'm interested in Tyler Lockett for much cheaper money. Oh, I would see Lockett would be a phenomenal fit there. Don't need him to be number one. I'm fine with a bunch of guys that are two threes. I'm fine with that. But I do, if you're going to go get a number one, get a real number one. I don't think Amari Cooper is a number one. That's That's, fine. But but the thing is, is you're going to have to pay those type of guys for those money. Lockett's cheap money right now. But that's, again, relatively speaking. I think Amari Cooper could be it would be much more productive than Tyler Lockett would be in New England. He's an Alabama guy. But he like I said, a low end number one. But that's fine. You don't need Randy Moss to go out there and blow past everybody and catch twenty three touchdowns. You just need a guy who's gonna be able to get open on third down and help this sophomore quarterback progress into his career and become realize the potential that he has. 
Yeah, we need something. We definitely need something. I think we still draft a, a wide receiver or some. I don't know how it is. Like, how am I, I the know. highest person on Mac Jones? Like, of all people, me. What do you mean? I'm not high on Mac Jones? No, I mean, like, in terms of, like, my <laughs> friend group. Like, I feel like everybody Ow. I talk to, like, ah, he's fucking garbage. I'm like, really? He's I, a I rookie. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, did everybody right. forget? Like, this kid's never played in the NFL until right. this year? Well, because he hasn't won him six Super Bowls yet. So, fuck this kid. You know? Everyone's like, <laughs> everyone's like, see how this kid plays? <laughs> yeah. He didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. He threw a right? pick six. Yeah. Like, like I love Mac Jones. Like, I, like I was praising him all up and down. So hopefully, that's, I'm not lumped in there. Pat, so you said, Pat, like, let me ask you, like, Pat. If you're, you're right now. Your dream free agency starts in seven days, one hour and fifty two minutes. Yeah. What's your number one free agent signing? As soon as that clock strikes midnight on 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 Tuesday next next Tuesday night, that clock strikes midnight uh-huh. Wednesday morning. The Patriots are going to sign one person. Who do you want it to be? Um, I would take a top wide receiver. Uh, take maybe Allen Robinson. Any any just younger wide receiver. Allen Robinson. We could trade for Christian McCaffrey or DJ Metcalf. That would be pretty great. I think Christ Mac. Be like I thought you said Metcalf. <laughs> Dude, if you guys listen, if the Patriots pull off a trade for Christian McCaffrey, that'd be dope. I'm gonna be fucking pissed. Oh well, here's the problem. That's that would be big. Here's that the problem. Big. Carolina wants him gone. They do. Carolina yep. can't afford him. They said they will take a second and a pick. The only thing with that is, though, is if you do take if if New England takes Christian McCaffrey, they're I think they're they're basically bringing him in as a one year rental at that point because they're not going to pay him. Yeah, we're cheap oh. as shit. They're they're not going to pay him long term. That's no. the only hang up I would have with that, and and they're right to For do a so. Second round pick. See ya. They're right to do so, but I think and the we'll get into Calvin Ridley in a minute, but like the Calvin Ridley news breaking, I think that really yeah. fucking torpedoed the Patriots off season plans. I told you that was yeah, my I goal. I want to hear you guys. I'll hang up and listen, but I want to hear you guys talk about Calvin Ridley. You could beat the piss out of some women, or you guys know the dumb shit that happens in the NFL. I won't. I won't go on a speech, but like the poor guy got suspended for a year. I'll, I'll shut up. I want to hear your opinion on that in a bit. Yeah. I love how Pat goes. Thanks, Pat. Great, great call. Thanks. I love Pat, how. Thanks for the call, brother. I love how Pat goes to instantly. You can beat the piss out of a woman, but anyway. <laughs> but anyway, but don't you fuck with the fucking NFL's money. That's what all right. Mean. So let's so let's start there real quick. Let's start with the Calvin Ridley thing because this was just. This Out of is left the field. this is the single most mind-boggling fucking thing I've ever seen because I know what Pat is getting at right there. When you know they put up the list of like Ray Rice suspended two games, beating the knocking his right, girlfriend out, right. Adrian Peterson, Greg Hardy, and Greg Hardy, like all these guys. I, I, yeah. I okay, look, I get it. Mm-hmm. I see your point. However, this man is dumber than a box of rocks, and he sure got is. exactly, exactly what he should have gotten for a couple of reasons. One, the NFL. Again, and I, I've said this on this show many, many a times. Up until 2009, you were the Las Vegas betting sites, any of that stuff, weren't even allowed to run ads during NFL broadcasts. Right. The NFL was staying so far away from all that stuff because, again, it was pretty much on the heels of the Tim Donaghy thing in the NBA. They didn't want that reputation <laughs> yeah. of of everything being of, of things being rigged or fixed or anything or gambling having an, uh, that big of an impact on the sport. Now, obviously, the NFL has seen the revenue. The players see the revenue. Look, as a player in the NFL, there is something that you are not allowed to do. Porn. Bet on games. Damn. You are not allowed to gamble. Now, 
I know these players will throw, you know, throw their boys a couple stacks and say, hey, go throw something on this game for me. Totally legal. You can't do it on your own. You dipshit. You used your own name, your own social security number on your own DraftKings account or whatever the fuck it was linked directly to you. There is a there is a company that is paid to narc you out. Yeah, I think his username was Ridley of the Falcons. Yeah, like... No, I'm just making... I'm just making <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> this, this... The Calvin Ridley thing... Like, Shame, shame on Calvin Ridley. Clearly. Shame on you, you fucking boob. Well, isn't this the guy that just quit because he uh, had mental, mental health, health issues. issues? And then he was gambling on the games. And then he goes and he says, and then, and then to make matters worse, he comes out on Twitter and says, huh, I only bet 1500 bucks and I'm getting a year, Which- LOL. Good luck getting reinstated, bro. Good luck with your reinstatement because let me tell you something. The NFL is they they needed something like this to happen because they need to make an example out of somebody. Sure do. And this is going to be a deterrent. They I listen, I think there's a decent chance. I'm not saying it's it's gonna happen. I think there's a decent chance now that Calvin really doesn't get reinstated. Uh potentially. There is a potential that is this that, could turn into a lifetime ban. Yeah, that's Absolutely it is. It's up to the it's up to good old Roger Look, Dickhead. Let me add you work in finance. Sure do. If I Kinda. work for an investment company, mm-hmm. or I work for it, right? I work for an investment company. There are certain things that I'm not allowed to invest in because my company has insider information that would pro- that would be against the rules, against laws, actually. against the law for me to invest in them. Yeah, it's called right? conflict of interest. Conflict. Thank you, insider Paul, trading. For for thank you. No, thank you for simplifying that for our listeners. It's it's a it's it's a rule. It's a law. If I work for this company, I'm like, God damn it, why can't I invest in that? I could make a billion dollars right now. Nope, you can't do it. Otherwise, you're going to jail. Why? Is that fair? Yeah, it is fair. I love my company. I love my company (laughs) so much that I'm going to sell all of our stock before it crashes tomorrow morning. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't fucking do that. There's a reason why Uh... these laws are in place. The NFL is the same thing. Except for Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney you, can do it. Oh, Dick Pelosi can do it. Dick Pelosi's fucking got that shit locked on. Yeah. She is the... So, that being said, there are certain things that you just can't do as an NFL player, coach, employee, whatever. Betting on games is one of them. You don't like it? If you want to go bet on games, don't be an NFL player. Sorry. Bro, I, I know people are like, oh, what's, else do it. what's the big deal? What's the big deal? It's a big deal because he's using information that you are not privy to. Can you imagine going to Vegas knowing Alvin Kamara just called you and said, Hey, bro, don't tell nobody on the law, but I ain't playing on Sunday. And you go to Vegas and you bet the farm against the Saints because they still think that Alvin Kamara is playing on Sunday. All of a sudden, an hour later, Adam Schefter, broop, uh, Alvin Kamara is listed as out for Sunday's game, and you're just like, ha ha ha! Got my gamble, got my bet in at those odds. Boom! Just made a ton of cash. Give me fifteen thousand. That's called insider. That's that's equivalent to insider trading on Wall Street. Right, which, right. if you pose it to these people, because all the same people, all the same people that are sitting there going, "What's the big deal? He's just betting on games. What's the big deal? Fucking come on, relax, man. He's up." Those are the same people that are like, we are the 99% Occupy Wall Street. You're right, down right. with the corporations. <laughs> it's like, no, you can't fuck. No, 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 no. You can't have your cake and eat it too, asshole. Like, you got to pick a lane and stay in it here. This is, it's very cut and dry. The NFL is very black and white about this. There is no gray area here. No. None. 
Calvin Ridley could bet on games if he had told somebody else to go bet on these games for him. Now, granted, he could still get dimed out, but whatever. Not his problem. I mean, it is his problem, but not... Good luck proving it. it right. You just still have to prove it. his name and shit like that. I mean, right. Granted, the NFL, I feel like they've got, like... I feel like, like the NFL is, like, the CIA, the FBI, and, like, Delta Force all wrapped up into one. They're just yeah. like... We got wiretaps on everything. Also, like the NFL, the NFL is going to be like, "Hey, listen, bro, football season starts. These gas prices better come down, okay? These buses we're going to run, around, okay? Take and the these teams jets to the and the jets. Uh, uh-uh. uh, Putin. Uh, uh-uh. uh, bro, do do it, do do it, do it. And and then I feel like Putin would be like, oh, "Fuck, they got that video of me with that fucking six-year-old chick. Like, what the fuck? Like, Jesus." <laughs> Well, I just assumed the guy's a fucking monster, so he's probably a rapist. I yeah, mean, true. Probably that, too. Yeah. And a pedophile on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Obviously. It's fucking Vladimir Putin. He's not a nice guy. Oh, I know. Let's, um, just, let's, just, let's, just, let's just safely assume he's a piece of shit. Hey, uh, props to the Falcon where props are due. They've known about this for two months, and they were told they could not say anything. They've known for two months. Well, yeah, because they didn't several, want Big Daddy Roger coming down with the band several hammer. Teams, several teams have reached out via trades, and they said they've ignored those, those <laughs> conversations. No, just flat out ignored them. Oh, shit. Sorry, you called my bad. I missed they that. They said in good now, faith. I have my phone on vibrate, dog. They said in good faith they didn't even, like, return those calls. Now, the Ridley thing, again, and, and to Pat's point, like, right, okay, like Tyreek Hill, Adrian Peterson, all those guys, they did horrible shit. The NFL is willing to look. Look, if you're good, the NFL is going to look the other way. They always have. They always will. It, I, I hate to say it, but look, we live in a society. Perks of the job, man. If you're excellent at your job. You're going to get away with shit at your job that other people aren't. It's just that simple. Right. There's there. Unfortunately, not all of us are created equal in the eyes of our employer. Okay? Some of us have more value to our employers than others. Some of us have no value to our employers. Those people can be... Cast away or made examples of. In this case, Calvin Ridley. Do you think the NFL gives a shit if Calvin Ridley never plays a down again? No. The guy goes out with mental health issues. He quits on the Falcons. He fucks the Patriots offseason plans big time. You think think Bill Belichick was sitting there hearing this information going, you got to be fucking kidding me. If he didn't already know. You got to be kidding me. I mean, his dog probably knew about it. His dog, Nike, was probably like, woof, woof, woof. And he's like. Watching the four computers in front of and, him. And Bill Belichick's like, are you fucking kidding me? What do you mean he's betting on a parlay? Like, he's like, Whoop. You see one of those? You see one of those animated dog hands, like, it's like a, clearly a fake, yeah. like, push across a note across <laughs> the table. But, like, that's that's the thing. Like, these these guys, they you've got to understand now, with the way the NFL is, is taking on sports betting and the way that this is becoming now a huge thing in this country, all right? I mean, there's a, I want to say there's a guy running for state senate out of, like, Western Mass, and, like, his whole platform is legalizing sports gambling in Massachusetts. We could make so many billions of dollars Bruh, by legalizing it. I know. Billions. You know what we should do? I should reach out to uh, our state senator, Mark Martigny. I should reach out to him and see if I can get a comment about sports betting in this and where he stands on it or where the state stands on it. You know, and maybe not just Taking him. too goddamn long. But, like, why, yeah, why is it taking this long? Why does everybody else have it? Why, is it, why don't we have it? What's... What is the hold up? Obviously, it's the right palms haven't been greased properly yet. So that's the, the real answer. But I would love to get like a I, listen, I'll take a line of bullshit. OK, I'll be fed some bullshit. I, I'm not above that. Um, if it gets us views and likes and clicks, whatever. Who cares? One hand washes the other. Or one hand greases the other. But the NFL is going to come down hard on anybody right now. 
that is even caught dabbling in this kind of shit. Dabbing. Now, to that point, I really, 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 really hope the NFL keeps this same energy when they're investigating Stephen Ross. No, they're not. Because you know it. Stephen Ross, who invested, what, 17, mil- billion, 17 million or billion? I don't know what it was. It was... Seventeen million, I think he invested. Seventeen point four million. It was definitely a million, not billion. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I was thinking he was a rich motherfucker. I was thinking he was <laughs> Bezos, Elon Musk money, but he's not. Um, no, seventeen million he invested into a sports gambling company mm-hmm. out of Florida, and then was on, you know, being accused by one Brian Flores of telling him, "Hey, by the way, if you lose games, you'll be paid. You'll be paid extra to get rid of him." To lose games. And then get rid of him. And then gets rid of him, and now Brian Flores. And there was a report. If you go back a couple of weeks and you look, there was a report from NFL.com that said that there was a source within the Dolphins organization that could confirm that Stephen Ross had attempted to bribe Brian Flores into throwing games. That report has long since been scrubbed from everywhere. It's It's gone. Yeah, you don't hear much about that. No, it's gone. It's gone. It was on NFL.com, and the article is gone. It's been gone. Killed you can't find it anywhere. So if the NFL really cares, I mean, they really, and, and they don't, but if they're really going to pretend don't. they care, Stephen Ross can't own the Dolphins. No, they have to take him away as owner of the Dolphins. Gone. Done. See you later. Right. He needs to get That's fucking, uh, what's his name from the Clippers? Like, this is way worse than Ballmer? that. Ballmer? Was that his name? No, no, Steve Ballmer's the guy who bought it. What was the? Ah, what? shit. I can't think of his name. Silver? No, Sterling. 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 Yeah. Was it? Yeah, Sterling. I can't anymore. Sterling. Oh, yeah, because silver banned Sterling. Sterling, silver. Get it? God uh. damn it. <laughs> but that needs to happen because Stephen Ross can't own the Dolphins if this is the case. If Stephen Ross was willing to pay Brian Flores $100,000 per game he lost in order to secure the number one overall pick, which happened to be one Joey Burrow, that, he, that can't happen. That cannot mm. be a thing because you... Listen, if you think Calvin Ridley betting $1,500 on DraftKings sabotages your credibility as a, as a league, what does an owner of a team bribing his coach to throw games in order to get a draft That's pick, a la the, the Houston Rockets in 1980-whatever when they went for Akeem Olajuwon, yep. like, what does that do to the credibility of your league? Hmm, you know what? The more I think about this, let's keep Stephen Ross in there. He's, he's an ignorant asshole. He's, been, he's, he's done me really well as a Patriots fan. He's a terrible Michigan fan. He's a terrible. <laughs> he went to Michigan. He should have gone to Ohio State. Sure. And I hate Ohio State. Sure. Sure. Uh, 774-992-8702. That is the phone number. We got about uh, oh, 10 minutes left uh, before we wrap this thing up. But let's put a nice happy little bow on this. Let's go back to um, the Broncos. Oh, oh. There's nothing happy about Mitch Trubisky to the Colts. <laughs> That's true. Dude, you're, you're Real fuck, quick. fucked, bro. You're fucked. All right, so per- I, I've underplayed Paul. a little bit on how fucking pissed off I am about fucking Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. I'm not mad about it in terms of like, oh, fuck the Broncos. I don't want them to do well because they have a good, you know, I don't want them to get a good quarterback. I want them to get a good quarterback. Not fucking Russell Wilson. Who the fuck are we going to get now? How do you Maybe feel about- Jimmy Garoppolo or some shit when fucking Niners actually, dump his ass. Actually, yeah, I think Which Jimmy- I wouldn't be mad about. Just not fucking Mitch Trubisky, dude. So let's not fuck and not Wentz either. I don't fucking want him again. This, is a, wants this him. is a perfect segue, and I'm glad you brought this up because Kirk Cousins. Who here like so who are the no. big who are, no, the, who, are the big loo- who are the big losers here? Colts. So the Colts obviously are, are what? Well, yeah, but, but look, but yeah. let's. What's the losing to fucking Lawrence in the fucking last week of the season enough? God damn it. Let's be fair to the Colts here. 
no one really tied the Colts to Russell Wilson except me and maybe like a couple other beat writers. Like, uh, yeah, a couple beat. Yeah, nothing like it wasn't. Nothing. It wasn't like a Rod to Denver were like Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, Schefter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Shine. They're like, right. This is Listen, this is where he's going. I get it, but I'm saying like it creates a domino effect after the fact. It creates a butterfly effect. Exactly. So so it the, sets him up to be. Everyone knows they need a quarterback. They're like, listen, Carson Wentz is dog shit. Carson Wentz is like, I'm right here. And, and, like, Jim, Ursa, dog shit. and Jim Ursa has come out and said, I'm like, right get rid of Carson Wentz. I'll eat the money. I don't care. Yeah, I get know. me a quarterback. He's right there. Jim Ursa has come out and said off the record, he doesn't give a fuck about the finances. He wants to win. Because Jim Ursa knows we can't hold the supporting cast too much longer. We no, need exactly. that final you have a window. Piece, dude. Yeah. Right, your window Darius is wide Leonard, open right Defoe, now. Defoe, fucking all these guys, Taylor even, whatever. I, like, if we don't have much of a receiving core. I mean, like, Mo Ali cox I think, is coming hey, back. Hey, Quinn, how you doing, man? Yeah, great, Quinn. I mean, I love our whole How life. do you feel about learning law to get Deshaun Watson out of <laughs> I would love, I just, now, wait, does Deshaun, because... I don't know what the I don't know like what the parameters are of Deshaun Watson like given the legal case and what the Texans can do with him. They can do whatever they want. Texans can do but whatever they want. But they, I think they have to release him after this year. They have to anyway. So Deshaun can go wherever he wants because I don't after think this that, season, yeah. right? Because Houston wouldn't dole him out to a fucking division rival is what I was getting at. If if the division rival is willing to give up a first round pick and nobody else is because of the legal trouble. Look, if the Colts are willing to say, look, we'll give you next year's first. It's the best we can do right now. We'll give you next year's first. But that's, uh, Houston's and, now solidifying the Colts just kicking their fucking ass for the next fucking 10 years. Yeah. But do they so care? They'll trade, they'll trade them to. But the biggest rumor was, even before all this happened, was that Deshaun wants to go to the Eagles. That was the other rumor. Is that and the Eagles were very interested in that happening? I mean, if you were the Eagles, but now, would you not be interested in the Deshaun Seahawks? Watson? Have a dick load of picks. The this Seahawks also can also say we have three first round picks. Yo, Deshaun, bring your freak ass up to Seattle. I mean, we yeah, got, we got some masseuses Pete, Pete for Carroll, you. Guys. Pete Carroll, freak you. Also a freak. Yeah. We have a bunch a, of freaks. And the DK Metcalf Jay, having foursomes with, with like fourteen chicks. Whatever. His, well, he's got blue hair. Like what? This is perfect. Foursome. I didn't start fourteen. I'm just thinking of a bunch of a bunch of no a bunch. No. I think that's just called an orgy. I think no. that's a six. No, do you, do you, no. Do you remember like the whole story with DK Metcalf like from a few months ago? No. This girl called him out on like Instagram. She's like, this asshole had become like drive two hours to his house, and he already had finished with like two other chicks, and and then like he was like, oh sorry, like I forgot you were coming. Like he invited like all these women over, and they could up to the house, <laughs> and he was already done. Yeah. And she was like all pissed off about saying, saying like saying that like he's a piece of shit human being. And it's like Whoa. he's like he's like sorry. Here's, here's a prize. He takes his little dangly cross earring off. He's like, here you, go. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember that? Here's my Lawrence Taylor <laughs> memorial. So cross yeah, that was like a true no, story. I didn't hear where about like that, he no. he invited like mad women back, and he's like he's like hey, I'm at a bar. I met these two two chicks, and they're interested in doing like this orgy thing. You interested in coming by? And he said the same thing to like several other women. He's just casting a big net. Series. Yeah, yeah. So a few of them showed up. That's why I said he had a foursome, and there was like sixteen people. They came by and they're like, ah, it's already over. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. You missed the orgy. It's fucking awesome. Sorry, you missed the orgy. Um, there's a gift basket. I don't know why he's Derek Jeter now, but there's a gift basket by the door. It's That's just no. It's just a courtesy. Yeah. You should be doing that. Right. I mean, you should. Yeah. Absolutely. This like, is your parting like, gift with like a Rolex in it or something like whatever. Oh man. I mean, For, well, hey. My God, this is a courtesy basket, not yeah. not a retirement party. I would love to get. I would love to get like one of like Jeter's. 
like gift basket receivers. What on the on the show? Like just to tell. Oh, like, oh, what was oh, in I was the, like, wait a minute. What was in the gift basket? Oh, uh, one right. of the girls. They can one of the girls talked yeah, about it. Anonymous. They can be anonymous. Yeah. No, one be. of the girls. Um. No. Uh, someone. Someone talked about I it. I don't want to hear anybody else talk about it. I want them to talk to us about. Oh, okay. It. Duh. Yeah. Jesus. Shit, I would man. like to know too. I would too. What's in there? So I know um, it was like a bunch of signed memorabilia, shit like that, like baseballs. It was, a, it was one signed baseball. Oh, really? Just one. Just one. Just one. One signed baseball. And, and, and you know what? You probably get, just get the initials, DJ. <laughs> DJ. I yeah. can't stand that with players now. I love collecting like autograph shit, and all the new draft guys now they just do their initials. I'm like, oh, if, Sean, if this means nothing. Speaking of that, do you do you think this Drew Locke holographic rookie Broncos card is now worth more money? Do you know who's put? You know wow. who actually probably wants to buy that? Noah Fant, who said, "Fuck <laughs> my quarterback is Noah Fant," and it gets traded. Fuck my quarterback. Oh, no, Noah Fant. Drew Locke. It's Drew, Drew Locke. Locke. Yeah. It's traded. Twice. Damn it, my quarterback is still Drew Locke. Or even worse, it's gonna be Geno Smith. God damn it. No, gonna be Gino. I know, I know. But uh, but as far as losers go out of today's, so like it looked like the Broncos were gonna be the biggest loser yeah. because Aaron Rodgers decided to stay put. They had that. Then, they had that piped up. Oh, big time. They do because as soon as Aaron, as soon as fuck, as soon as Aaron Rodgers said I'm staying, they said all right. Initiate Project Russell Wilson because they think, oh, we had this in the deal for two weeks. Of course you did. It says if Roger stays, we'll do this deal right now. Yeah, and that was when it happened. Because and you shut your face about it. Exactly. If one thing comes out about this deal being a potential thing, we are pulling it. I'll kill you. <laughs> and and you, can you can say goodbye. You can say goodbye to your fucking rebuild. Other big losers. So obviously the the Colts. I mean, we're, we're talking about the Colts as being a loser, but we don't know that the Colts were ever actually in it for Russ. Or a Rod to begin with. Right? I got a big loser. They, they, they're a loser in the sense that, okay, you might end up with, pick, pick one, Jimmy G, Carson Wentz, Mitch Trubisky. Now, Jimmy I've been G. saying on, for a Jeffrey, couple of months. You can do it. I've been saying for a couple of months. I like Mitch Trubisky this year. Uh, I really think he's going to be one of those like kind of comeback player of the year. Just agree with candidates. Me. Thank you. I, I like <laughs> no, it. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't. Don't sell Mitchie Tribs short. If yeah. we get Trubisky, I'm going to be like, goodbye, Darius Leonard's career. <laughs> goodbye, DeForest Pacta. Goodbye, No, Jonathan you know what you can do again? You just pray for injuries. Just be like, man, I would hate it if this guy lost both yeah. ankles right now. Well, oh. yeah, if he didn't play 85% of the snaps, it still cost you first-round pick. Other big losers, though. <laughs> the, other, the three other biggest losers today were the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, uh, the uh, Washington Redskins, or... Commandos. 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 Commanders. Commanders. Commandos. <laughs> the Redskins and the Carolina Panthers. Oh, you're missing a fourth loser. Derek Carr. Oh, right. Yes. And then Derek Carr. <laughs> right. And then the Raiders. Yeah. Because because Derek Carr goes. <laughs> Josh McDaniels goes to Oakland. He's like, all right. I got an old guy. I got a, I got a decent quarterback. I mean, great. All of a sudden. Oh, here goes Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, I got the fourth best quarterback in the division now. Yeah. Fuck! He's like, yeah, I just got to worry about Mahomes and Herbert. Oh. Dude, someone made the best tweet. Someone said, Derek Carr is at home right now on his couch, like with his hand on his head, like, I'm the worst, best fourth quarterback of all time. Facts. <laughs> yeah. I'm the best, worst fourth quarterback of all time. Think about this, dude. Derek, you could legitimately have four MVP candidates in the AFC West this year. How? how I can't wait for Josh McDaniels to be like, I could trade Derek. Absolutely. I love Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is a phenomenal quarterback. Josh McDaniels right now. I just think I just think Oakland is the worst possible. If he had gone, if he went to Indy, if he went to the Giants, if he went to I I don't know, like like name a decent place that needs a quarterback. I, I think I think he would be 
I, I think he could. I think he could <laughs> legitimately be a Super Bowl contending quarterback. I just don't think Mark Davis and the Raiders have their shit together enough to realize what they've had now for the last six, seven years, and, or eight years, and and put a team together around it because they've only done it once. That was that Jack Del Rio year where they won like six games at the gun, and Jack Del Rio was walking around with his balls in a fucking wheelbarrow because it was so huge, and he kept going for <laughs> it on fourth and goal and at the goal, you know, whatever, and winning games. And then you know Derek Carr breaks his leg against the Colts, and that's that. Yep. Hey, I will, I will tell you, Josh McDaniels. I'm telling you right now, and I'm not sure if Durant's listening or Shane or any of our other Raider friends. McDaniels right now is looking at division, being like, I could trade Derek Carr right now for some picks. Because you know it's going through his mind. He's like, he's like, we're gonna suck anyway. Well, we ain't winning this division. He's like, he's like, I'll right, just I mean, gut this team. You got to look at this, right? Like, all right, be great. Indy. I know everybody. You like, lost your first thought. Yeah. It's it's been a yeah. very it's been a very like uh like like common theme now that like oh the Broncos traded all those picks for Russ. They still got the third best quarterback in the division. Listen, brother. It doesn't really matter if he's the third best quarterback in the division. Even if that's he's true. on the best team in the division. Even if that's true. One through 53 now, Denver owns the best team. The minimum amount of, of wins I think the Broncos have next year is 11. Absolutely. Right that's the their floor. And, and then, like, I think 11's a good number because you have a new coach, you have a lot of pieces that have to fit together early, and you kind of struggle with that early in the beginning sometimes. Dude, but then you figure it out as you get into the season. Right, more. right, right. So I'm thinking, like, 11 and 6, Dude. definitely possible. And if if you have to guess, you know San Diego was very good last year. I know I know the Raiders knocked them up, but the Raiders lost. Are going to lose some pieces. And we split Kansas with City, and, and always we, good. And, and Drew Locke bitch slapped the fucking Chargers last year. We own the Chargers. All right, the only yeah, team we have three that game. Three? The only team that we the only team that we can't we've struggled with has been Kansas City. We haven't beat Kansas City since Week Two of the 2015 season, which we won the Super Bowl in. And we haven't. That's the last time the Broncos have beat the Chiefs. That being said, like now, if you look at this past year. The game we we were in Miami, Sunday, Sunday night football. Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos took the fucking they they had the Chiefs on the ropes. Wire, dude. Yeah. They had them on the ropes. Week seventeen in Denver, Drew Locke has got Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs on the ropes. This Broncos team is good. They're primed. They're ready. They need the quarterback. You give us Russell Wilson in those two games, we probably hang thirty five plus on the Chiefs and blow them out in both instances. I'm just saying. I'm just being fair here. And now you're and now you're in a wild card spot. <laughs> wild card? No. Now we're winning the fucking division. Oh yeah. So yeah. Okay. You know what? If you want to say Russ Wilson is still the third best quarterback in the AFC West, fuck it. You want to say he's the fourth best quarterback in the AFC West? Guess what? The Denver Broncos are the best team in the AFC West. It doesn't. All we needed was somebody who wasn't Teddy Two Gloves or Drew Locke. And we got Russell Wilson, a future Hall of Famer. One through 53 now, the Broncos are the best team in the AFC West. The Chiefs are still going to be the team to beat because Mahomes, they still got a pretty good team, but they're losing pieces. What? Are, speaking of, of, of people leaving, what about the Honey Badger, Sean? Would you want him in New England? Nope. No? No. I would love him in New England. Too much, too much of a crazy asshole. I know, but I think he would just be a fucking... Because he's that he's another he's another Belichick guy. But but you know what the problem like he's is? A, I feel like he's like a Belichick kind of guy. Like he just knows so much about football. He's so insane that if you were able to channel that energy, like Belichick has been shown to do time and time and time again. He's, he's also been tweeting out he wants to be a Raven. Like 
He's not so subtly. I, I think he's a perfect Raven. Not so, yeah, because you know perfect why? Perfect Raven. He's he's really much a lost cause. After a game, people will be like, "Wow, what a game!" And he'll be like, "Fuck you, disrespect me, piece of shit." And next week, everyone's like, "Oh, you had a bad game this week." Yo, I love this city. Like he is very bipolar personality. He's sure. like weird. Yeah. Fits perfectly in Baltimore. But Harbaugh, I think Harbaugh and that culture in Baltimore would be perfect for him. Absolutely. Baltimore, New England. So Darius Smith is going right back to Baltimore. I think Pittsburgh would be a good spot for him. I think Miami would love him, too. Dude, Miami's going to give all the money in the world to J.C. Jackson. I don't think they'd be wrong to. I think, I mean, look, when you That's look at... all that happens. If you look at, if you look at the, the, uh, the, the league leaders and in interceptions over the last 10 years, Richard, Richard Sherman leads that category. For, I'm sorry, for corners. Yes, yes, yes. Richard yes. Sherman leads that. In the, in the, this is the last decade. This is going back to 2012. Yep. Since then, I think Richard Sherman had like 32 interceptions. Yep. J.C. Jackson has 26. Yep. Like, and he's number 10 on that list. And he's only been in the league for, what, three years? Yep. Wow. I mean, think about that for a second. Yeah. Oh, this I, gets I, a ball, wanna, this gets a ball hawk and a half. Yeah. I mean, this is... And, and the thing I love about J.C. Jackson... He fits the mold, and I still think like like people sh- like don't don't give Champ Bailey the respect he deserves, because Champ Bailey to me is the greatest corner of all time. Not maybe named Chuck Woodson. I think you like if you want to put Chuck one and Champ two, I'd be okay with that. But I still put Champ number one because Champ was a playmaker. He was a tackler. He wasn't afraid to stick his nose into the run game, make plays, punch the ball out. You know, go out, get interceptions. Chuck Woodson was the same thing, right? Those two guys were kind of cut from the same cloth. They're all-around great football players. J.C. Jackson is starting to creep up into that, like, that echelon of playmaker. Why do you think I don't want him to go? In this, in the, in, in this era, mm-hmm. that is a tough thing to do where you get spread out. You can avoid a corner so easily now. You know, it, it's, I, I don't know. I, I think J.C. Jackson is going to get paid what he deserves this yes. offseason. So, and I, I just hope it's somewhere I think where no. he where he can be, where his... His skills can be on display, and people can see him for how good he really is. So and then it goes back to, will J.C. Jackson be the guy to buck the trend of leaving the Patriots as a cornerback, developed there, and then being successful elsewhere? It's never happened. Asante you, Samuel, you, no. No, uh, Asante Samuel, no. Ty Law is Ty the Law only person. It. The only person. But Ty, Ty, Law, Ty Law went to the Chiefs. He was still picking off Peyton Manning. Ty, Law, yeah. Ty Law was a Hall of Famer. Like As soon as Ty Law was like, all right, I'm retiring, Peyton Manning was like, Order the cake. Suck my ass. Yeah. <laughs> See uh, Peyton's like, I'll, I'll rent the hall. I'll, I'll he, fucking he, get the cakes. He loves that joke. Yeah. He, every time he sees Ty Law, he's like, so glad you retired. Yeah. Even now, they're both retired. I know. Owned him. Ty Law had Peyton Manning's number. It was uncanny. Ty, but Ty Law, again, Ty Law's a guy who doesn't get the, the the respect he deserves. But that's another conversation. Nobody's Hall of Famer, so who cares? I know. I know. I know he is. I know he is. But, like, when you, you know, people talk about great corners. Oh, Dion. Oh, Revis. It's like, man, shut the fuck up. Oh, like, Rest in peace to Dion's foot. I know. Lost two toes. Yeah. Wow. Because of blood clots Empty, from a prior imitator. surgery. Weird. Like, right? Like, He almost lost his leg. It's crazy. That would have sucked, dude. He's no, he's coaching now. Like, he's going to wow. be... He's prime. I, I mean, listen, I don't think he's the best corner of all time, but he's still prime. He's up there. He's prime. Yeah. He's still prime. prime. Yeah. I still love like, him pre-draft, too. The Giants called him at pick 10, and he goes, who is this? It's the New York Giants. What pick you at? We're pick 10. Man, I don't have time for this. You, I ain't going to be there when you pick it. <laughs> and, he, and he hung up on the Giants That's organization. Solid. He did, yeah. He's amazing. Absolutely amazing. All right, boys. Well, let's take it. Let's uh, let's let's put a put a stick in that there. Uh, thank you to everybody that tuned in. Thank you, everybody that listened. Uh, thank you to our guest, uh, one Mr. Connor Matthews, for giving us a solid 35 minutes of his time tonight. Yeah. 
I'll very much be looking forward to him. We're gonna uh, Sean's gonna take care of all of uh, all of his social media. So you, if you want to follow him and uh, see what he's up to, uh, you can find it all right there on our Row One Seat One Facebook page. Uh, our website is officially under construction. Uh, granted, it's by me, so don't uh, don't expect don't expect anything <laughs> crazy. Um, but and don't expect anything soon. But I am working on it. Uh, it should be up and running hopefully by the end of the month. And uh, I'm already working on my first article for it. It's it's going to be a NASCAR article. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, but it's going to be a NASCAR article that you're not, I don't think you're really expecting. So, or maybe you are. I don't know. But uh, either way, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate you. Make sure you give us a like and a follow on Row 1 Seat 1 uh, Facebook. And make sure you go check us out Spotify. If you listen on Spotify, give us that five-star rating. That means everything to us. The more of those we get in the shorter amount of time, better off we will be please we, we 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 need those i don't ask you guys for much um but that's one of those things if you if you've got the opportunity to go ahead and do it and you're listening on spotify the show will be up on the spotify within the hour mm-hmm. um please go ahead and do so so uh check it out on that note for plizzy and mrs sean and Betancourt, sean will be off next week i'll be off i'll be in florida you'll be okay you'll be in the deep south the southernmost part of the of the country uh, so it'll be Plizzy and I next week just talking free agency. Yes. Probably shit going to be flying left and right. We're going to be It depends. I'm shit. hoping so. I'm hoping a lot of stuff goes on in free agency because I really want something to talk about it depends. Like, with the Colts next week. It's just me and the wife. I need to know. Just me and the wife. No no little kid. No driving has to be done. Mm. I might be intoxicated the entire time I'm there. <laughs> if I call in, in, I'll be like, where is it? Uh, hey, come on, come on. <laughs> We're going to get a call from Sean. He's going to be like, well, we're the Patriots and J.C. Jackson. We're Shooter. We're Shooter, yeah. <laughs> you might get the whole line by accident. Yeah, that's what I'm not. And Thank you, everybody, right. for listening. And delete this whole show. <laughs> for Row 1, Seat 1, Paul, Sean, I am Joey Fats. We'll catch you all next Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. Peace. Peace. Adios.